Welcome to Nimmin Live, the number one place on the internet to learn about YouTube, network with other content creators, and have an awesome time doing it. My name is Nick, and today we are answering your YouTube questions. And when I say we, I mean myself and my brother from the same mother, D. D, what is going on? You happy to be back here today? I am. We didn't stream last week, and this is I know. A, this it feels is our, weird. This is like a holiday stream. It is holiday stream. We didn't stream last week. Um, it's getting cold outside. We got we got Christmas on Monday. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, all kinds of exciting stuff going on. Our birds' heads are falling our off. Birds heads, our parents' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah, and we're streaming to some new locations today. Yeah, we are. We're going out to uh, Twitter right now. We are going out to um, Instagram right now. We are going out to YouTube. Obviously, we're going out to Facebook as well, I think. So, yeah, so we're going out kind of all over the place today. Thanks to our stream one of our stream sponsors which is Streamyard. we use Streamyard to do these live streams because Streamyard is super easy Streamyard makes it easy to add graphics on the screen to invite guests on the show you can add background music you can add videos into it all kinds of really cool stuff but it's the easiest live streaming platform that you'll use um, it's called Streamyard. you can find out more about that at streamyard.com this stream is co-brought to you by tubebuddy which is the number one tool for youtube content creators that will help you optimize your videos for search. TubeBuddy will help you test your thumbnails so you can make sure that the thumbnails that you are making are effective for the audiences that you are trying to reach and the traffic sources that you are targeting. They also have some AI tools around uh, helping you identify the best parts in your videos to make shorts out of and all kinds of other helpful tools. But they got 90 different tools that will help you with your YouTube channel. And you can try that out for yourself at TubeBuddy.com slash Nimmin. And of course, I got links to both of those and a whole bunch of other helpful stuff for you as a content creator down in the description as well as the form where you can put your questions. So if you have a question about what it is that you are doing on YouTube, there's a form down in the description right now that's on YouTube where you can put your question. Um, so if you have anything that you're trying to you know, figure out, there's something you wanna know about the process or anything like that, um, just go ahead and put it in the form and it's 100% free to do so. And um, as those questions come in, we answer them in the order that they are received through that form. So go ahead and um, you know get your questions down there right now. We got Christina Smallhorn in the house. Hey, Christina. What's going on, Christina? I hope that you are doing fantastic. Neil, Urban Van Life, what's going on? Hope hey, that you're doing great. Neil. Chantel, nice to see you in here. Doug, what's up, my man? Hope that you are doing great. Little Crafty Nook in the house. We got Zach Talks Tech. Hope everybody's doing fantastic and ready see to that. learn about YouTube. Home Rapid Repair, what's going on? Hope that you're doing great. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you as well. Neil, we so, got your hat hanging right here behind me. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. So uh, so when it comes to uh, uh, the stream today, um, you know, like, a, hey, hey, what's going on? We got retired working for you in the house. What's going on, man? Hope that you are doing great. Dude, I love the new channel. Have you seen his new channel? No, I haven't. What, he's, what's he got? He's just sitting there. Mm -hmm. He's just sitting there and he's just answering questions about Thailand. Oh, nice. What it's like to live in Thailand. Oh, nice. He's not out running around. He's just answering questions. Oh, nice. Love it, dude. Nice. Absolutely love it. Good, yeah. good. Yeah, I'll have, I'll have to check that yeah, out. Yeah, fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. Super cool. Yeah. So yeah, so excited to answer your questions today. So make sure that you get them in the form. Um, right now, we have one question that's came in because I just turned the form on because I forgot to do that. <laughs> but I forgot to do that before I started telling people to go put your question in the form. Good job, man. But while people are getting their questions in the form, um, I do want to just do a spotlight really fast. So Amy Johnson Crow, um, she is 
in the stream right now. Um, her channel is Genealogy with Amy Johnson Crow. Um, I just want to congratulate her for crossing 25,000 subscribers on her YouTube channel. Amy, high five and fist bump to you. Nice work for uh, 25,000 subscribers that you have gained on your YouTube channel. That's not an easy feat. So uh, nice work on you for you know going through the process and doing all this stuff and serving your community in the way that you do to get to that milestone. High five and fist bump. Congratulations. Jerry, what's up, man? Nice to see you in here. So the very first question that we have, and again, these this is coming from the form that is down in the description. The channel itself, they is created by Susan Montgomery is the name of the channel. And they upload one time per week or more. They've been making videos for one year or more. The type of channel is they feature their ukulele music books in children's picture books. The goal of the channel says I want to build my brand and raise awareness for my fun ukulele music books and ukulele themed children books. YouTube is a great avenue for that, by the way. And the question is, what are your top tips for faceless videos? I notice my faceless videos get a lot more views than when I'm just sitting and talking. They are just more engaging because I can do more with graphics and my audio. So when it comes to faceless videos, the same basic rules apply, you know, just like anything else when it comes to YouTube, obviously it comes down to you have to make videos that people enjoy. And when you make videos that, you know, people enjoy, they get some type of value out of, then uh, they'll end up watching those videos for a longer period of time. And then if you can also get them to click and, you know, further engage all that stuff, then in that particular case, then you know more people will see those you know particular videos. So when it comes to faceless videos, it's the same as if you are on camera to where you have to grab people's attention when they first come into the video, um, and then you have to create a good experience for those people you know as they're interacting with the content. So the best thing that you can do um, just to make this an answer that applies to everybody that's here. Hey, Ron, what's going on, man? We were talking about you today, by the way. Yep, sure. Um, but when it comes to uh, you know YouTube, every content creator that that's here, you need to make sure that you do go into your audience retention reports and you see how people are responding to what it is. That you're doing. So if you're a new content creator, um, just in case you're not familiar with this, they give us a report inside of every video in our analytics that shows us exactly how people respond on average to every single second of our video. So the idea when it comes to faceless videos or when you're on camera or regardless of the format that you're doing or anything like that, what you need to do is you need to go in and see like, okay, I'm publishing this how are people responding to it, right? Because when we're making stuff as content creators, we make everything based on our own biases, which are, I think this is good. I think this is good enough to where I'll put it on YouTube, or I think this is a good video. And we craft everything for ourselves and how we like to do things. And sometimes that resonates. Other times adjustments need to be made. So when you go into your audience retention reports, you start seeing the places in your videos where people start, you know, falling off. Then in that particular case, you know, those are areas that would be problem areas. And then you can go in and you can start looking for, okay, what was I doing right before people started leaving the video here? And you can start looking for that. You can look for what was I doing when people are watching for, you know, consistently where the line was, you know, relatively flat. Um, what was I doing, you know, that caused people to rewind and watch this particular part again. So when you start, you know, analyzing your audience retention reports, it gives you a lot of, you know, additional uh, insights there. Got some super chats came in. All right. Super so the very first one we got from tube spanner here. Thanks for the super chat. Danielle says, um, I found a video called how to stop procrastinating, saved it to watch later. <laughs> that's literally something that is a I would good do. one yeah I, me too i would totally yeah, do that me too. Yeah. yeah oh how yeah. to stop procrastinating yeah, how's yeah i, I need to watch that one later so yeah. i have i i kind of have like a new thing that i do mm -hmm. i don't save it to watch later because it, that's never going to happen mm -hmm. what i do is i'll click play and i'll let it play for a few seconds and mm -hmm. then i go do something else so then i can actually go back in my history and see that i started watching it oh nice and i don't know why but that actually helps me watch videos instead of going into watch later nice it's like oh you started to watch that one and you clicked out so that's my little i don't know love it yeah 
Yeah. They do that for thank you, YouTube. Right. For that. Yeah. Thank you. Got another super chat. So super the um, other one here is from uh, Nomadic Introvert. It says Happy Holidays, Nick. Uh, yeah. Forget about D. We'll just throw D under the bus for that one. So I'll pass that on to D as well. D. Happy Holidays to you. Um, you know, from Nomadic Introvert. <laughs> so Nomadic Introvert says uh, Happy Holidays, Nick. Thanks for all your hard work um, to help YouTubers like me succeed on YouTube. My pleasure. Glad that you're enjoying the content. Again, it was awesome. You know, meeting you at Vid Summit. I hope that you're doing great. Um, and thank you for the super chat and just for hanging out. You know. I appreciate it. I almost started singing the theme song to Grinch. Okay. Okay. You could have just came in painted green. That would have kind of expressed the same idea. Yeah. But not have to worry about any copyright uh, things. Maybe. Grinch. Maybe. Yeah. So good. Right. So I've got a notice here. Uh, so it says, can't post comments to some destinations. Oh, interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, so I guess that. some people are watching from, I don't know, maybe Facebook or Twitter. I have no Possibly. idea. X and they can't comment. Possibly. Possibly. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, so if you are watching somewhere else, get onto YouTube. And the reason that you should go over there is because the form for, you know, to answer your questions and all that stuff, that is down in the description over here on YouTube. I just pasted the link in the chat for anybody that does have a question. Like, like hardly anybody is putting, like, questions in there. So, so we might just have to sit here and talk the whole time, which is fine. It's the holidays. <laughs> Amy Johnson Crow says mm -hmm. it's action bias. Mm. So I guess the fact that I took, but see, would that work the same towards, like, watch later? Yeah, maybe. Took an action to watch. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure, maybe. But somehow YouTube kind of mind-jobbed me into going back to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't go into my history very often unless I'm trying to unless I'm trying to recommend a video. If I'm like, oh yeah, this video, and then like you or somebody else is like, oh, you know, what was it? And then I'll then I'll go in there and dig around for it. Mm. So uh, construction cronies, thank you for the super chat. Super appreciated. Says Merry super Christmas, chat. boys. So um, the next question here is from, let's see here, that was number one, let's go to number two. So the next question here is from Home Rapid Repair. Rapid Hope that you're doing awesome. Um, the type of channel is home improvement and how-to content. The goal of the channel is to become a trusted source for everything home improvement. The question is, I've completed 13 weekly live streams at the exact same time each week. Now three, uh, now three have received 10x the normal replay views almost crickets during the live but replay is good should i keep this path absolutely so if you have people that are responding to the live streams after the fact then basically what you're doing there is you're creating content live which is a win because then you know uh, you can just do it without having to you know write every you know all the details down and things like that which is great and if you're getting you know the good response from it that's also great as well but another thing is somewhere in that and i would go into the audience retention just to see like how far people are making it in the stream but somewhere or on the replay somewhere in there i would make sure that you tell them if you're doing them at the same time you know all the time spread that awareness in the content so the people that are watching it on the replay to where you can just have a really quick thing and you be like hey by the way we're doing this live and we do it live every you know wednesday at 3 p.m eastern so you know if uh, you, if you have questions about what you're doing home whatever then you know come in and join us at that time and start spreading awareness about it so that as people are running across that replay content they can you know be like hey you know they're going live and then they can come in and join you there if they uh, choose to if they're enjoying that replay experience but i'm glad that you're getting those results on the replay um a lot of live streams are that way too by the way so you know when you're live they're, they're, they're great, right? And you get people, you know, that, that do come in and, you know, hang out. But uh, the replay experience, that that makes your content available for people who were just busy during the live stream or people that, you know, weren't able to join just for whatever reason. And it also, you know, when your content's being recommended, um, it also, you know, gives you the opportunity to pull people in that might not have, you know, experienced your content or be able to met you or meet you um, otherwise. 
So uh, next up, our next question here, we did home rapid repair number three. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about all things related to YouTube. So if you have a question about what it is that you're doing on YouTube, there's a form down in the description where you can get your questions answered for free. If you get it in there right now, it will be answered on the stream because we don't have a lot of questions down there right now. So if you do have a question, make sure you get it down there. Um, next up, we've got uh, Tech Extranet. Tech Extranet, um, they upload, upload one time per week or more. They've been making videos for one year or more. The type of channel is um, tech tips, news, and tricks. The goal of the channel is to help users with amazing tech tips that can make their days better. The question, I'm having issues getting monetized due to watch time. I make a lot of tutorials and people watch them and say thanks. I assume they don't come back for more. I have over 20,000 subscribers. Wow. So basically you're having trouble hitting the watch time requirement. So really quick, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna look at your channel here and I'm just gonna kind of see what it is that you are doing here really quick. Um, so uh, one thing that I would definitely experiment because you do have 20,000 subscribers, which means that when you do, you know, um, go live, you'd probably have some people come in. So I would definitely consider doing some of your tutorials live where you can help, you know, people solve some problems, you know, right there in real time or just train them up on like the software, whatever it is that you're showing people in real time. And by doing that, you're going to give yourself the opportunity to collect a lot of watch time during those live streams because live streams, as long as you have people joining, they can be amazing for uh, for generating watch time. But the trick with that is you have to make sure that they stay live, not stay live, but they stay public on your YouTube channel. And as long as they stay public on your YouTube channel, then that will be credited towards that milestone too. But um, one thing just to mention really quick is if you are doing tutorials. They're not doing, they're doing some tutorials. Yeah, that's what I was just getting ready yeah, to say. Yeah, you're mixing it up. Yeah, so, so what would your recommendation be here, D, for, for this situation here for my, this channel? My recommendation would be lean into what's working the most. And if you find that's tutorials, then lean into tutorials. For example, if you're gonna make a tutorial on how to do something, right, like you're using your iPhone 15 Pro action button all wrong, and then you have, can Elon take us to Mars mm. or save 10,000 or more on your first Tesla? Mm -hmm. Cool, uh, the Cybertruck JR. Those have nothing to do with tutorials. So if you're gonna be uh, a tutorial channel, be a tutorial channel. If you yep. want if to you're cover- talk about Elon Musk, talk about Elon Musk. Yeah, right? exactly. Pick yep. a direction and lean into it. Mm -hmm. But I would also look and see what's popular on your channel. Like if people are connecting more, doesn't necessarily look like they are, but if they are connecting, uh, more with the stuff about Elon and going to Mars and Tesla. If they're if they're leaning into that now, um, so should you. But if yep. they're focused, if people are responding to your tutorials, lean into that. Yeah, and, and here's the thing too. Like, there's a there's a couple you know things that are important to think about. Is one like what are you wanting out of the channel? Like, are you wanting to be a tutorial channel? Are you right. wanting to be a channel that talks about you know electric cars and that kind of stuff? But like uh, you know, getting clear on what it is that you want is important, and then doubling down on the audience that would want to consume that content. And here's where the here's where the problem happens is let's say that um, that D got served one of your videos on YouTube and D goes in and let's say it's like your your one of your Tesla videos and D's like wow this is great I love Elon yeah I love, I love Elon love I, this car love you know everything this person said about you know about this cyber truck yep so I'm gonna subscribe here to this channel and I want to watch like all the videos that they put out because this was awesome and then YouTube recommends one of these tutorial videos to him because he was so engaged, let's say he watched, you know, a couple of Tesla videos, then in that particular case, if YouTube tests that content against him, then in that case, he's not going to respond to it because he's coming to your channel for the Tesla content and not for that. So when you publish that next video, if they show it to D and D isn't into, you know, learning about Linux or, you know, the, some of the other things that you talked about here, uh, sorry, uh, Lenevo, um, the loud fan noise um, is one of your most popular videos here. Um, if D doesn't, you know, care about that, then he's not going to, you know, respond to that. So the idea 
idea when it comes to niching down your content, and this applies to all of us, is that we get really clear on who it is that we are serving with our content, and then everything we make, we run it through the filter of, is this going to be a good fit for that you know target person or that target group of people that I'm trying to reach? And if the answer is yes, then you publish it. If the answer is no, then you either put that on another channel or you just scrap that video idea at the start, and then you focus on something that would serve that audience. When you do that, everything on your channel will start moving faster. People will start coming back more. Um, people will start, you know, the same people will be able to start binge watching your videos and that sort of thing, which can then ultimately help you get the milestones that you're after faster. Yeah, I want to add something to that. So if you're looking at your data, you're looking at your videos to see what people are responding to, don't go back because some of your most popular videos are four years old. Mm -hmm. Don't go back and look at that. You want to look at stuff that's happening on your channel now. Maybe something's been happening over the past 90 days or so. Don't go back and look at these old videos from a year, two years, three years, four years ago. Yeah, and, and make sure everything's in alignment with where you want the channel to go to. Right. Oh, super chat. Super chat. All right, Duty Ron, what's going on, man? Hope you're doing great. Says, Merry Christmas. I went from zero to 195,000 subscribers listening to you and D. I loved when you used to do channel reviews. I appreciate your expert advice. I would love to work with you on hitting the next goal of 1 million. Thank you and happy holidays. We should look at Duty Ron's channel. Yep. Congratulations to you. Let's check him out. Congratulations to you, Duty Ron. You're going to have to do it because I just don't have the screen real estate over here. Okay. I don't think you do either, actually, on there. Yeah, because I've got like all of my streaming stuff up. I, I do need, I was thinking I today I need you. to get a second monitor uh, for that reason. Because coming into the new year, I do want to start doing channel reviews on a regular basis as here. well. So I would um, like um, to uh, get one of those little monitor extensions. I'm going to turn uh, off his audio here. there. Duty Ron, I'm just going to take a peek here. Bear with me. Mm -hmm. So he's going to take a quick peek. Yeah. Duty Ron. No, so I, I've got it up on the screen right here. Oh, okay. So let's see. Let's see. Welcome to Crime Time with Duty Ron and Ed Wallace. We are retired NYPD police detectives. I love that. What's working on your channel? So you got channel members activated for you. How do you feel about YouTube's for you feature? Do you like it or do you, majority is out. So on when, it, when it first came out, um, I didn't know that you could customize the content that's in it. Oh, what? And you didn't know either. I yeah. didn't know either. Let so, me and, and I spread awareness about this in the last video that I published, by the way. And hey, as a heads up, because we are approaching a new year, if you haven't watched my most recent video, make sure that you do that. It's about YouTube settings that you should update and just general things like we're talking about right now that you should be aware of in terms of, you know, features that YouTube's put out and so on. Um, but yeah, so now what you can do is if you go into your settings for that, um, you find this in the customization settings. And, and we're talking about the for you section of your of your channel page. So if you go into your YouTube studio, and then you hit the customization section and you're looking at your channel page layout there, you're gonna see the for you section. Um, you can turn it on or off there, or you can go in and you can hit the little more settings option. And when you click the more settings option, then uh, D, you can take that down uh, now if you want. Oh. Uh, but when you click that more settings option, then what's going to happen is uh, uh, it's going to take it's going to have like this dialog box that pops up. And in there, you can say, I want to show video content. I want to show shorts. I want to show live streams and you can toggle each one on and off. So if you just want to highlight video content, you can. If you just want to highlight shorts, you can. If you just want to highlight live streams, you can. Or you can have a mix of everything and then you're you know good to go. But you have that setting and you can customize it to your liking for what it is that you want to present to your viewers. What I recommend is pick the content that you upload you know the most regularly. In addition to that, um, make sure that it is like your good content. So you know for example, with these live streams, these are more about serving the community that's already you know, 
you know, interacting, not necessarily, you know, trying to like push into new audiences, right? So because of that, these are taken out. Um, when it comes to shorts, because I don't publish shorts that often on my YouTube channel currently, um, on this current channel. So because of that, um, you know, those are gone. And I just focus it on the video content because when people are interacting with my content, they're either learning about a tool that's gonna help them with YouTube or they're learning about YouTube itself. So because of that, I want them to be presented the video content that's focused on that to where they can get really good information quickly if they hit the if they hit the channel page where they can find something useful quickly. So because of that, just think of all of those things as it applies to your channel and how you can present the best content on your channel or how YouTube can present it um, through uh, through that particular feature. Uh, Duty Ron, so I was looking at your channel. First Tim of all, Tech man, Wiz. congratulations, dude. His live yeah. streams are absolutely crushing it. Nice. One day ago, 19,000 views. Nice. Six days ago, 92,000 views. Uh, my, my one suggestion for you, Ron, would be, so you've got your, your, your homepage here optimized, but the playlist titles that you're putting together are very generic. Think about your playlist titles the same way you would your videos in, in terms of putting keywords in there and writing something out that really connects to your audience instead of just past live streams. Live streams about what, right? What, what would your audience respond to instead of just videos, videos about what? Like you are putting playlists together, but get some of your more popular playlists on your actual homepage. So when somebody lands on your homepage here, they can easily find topics that are in, uh, that they're interested in. Instead of creative playlists or instead of videos, those are all very generic, get very specific so you can tell the audience what type of videos are in there. Yeah, it's a little tweak, small tweak. Yeah, another thing just to consider also is um, on your thumbnails, I'd simplify some of those also. Because like, for example, you have this latest one here um, that you did two days ago, and it has a big like duty run thing down in the bottom left hand side. Um, and then you have, you know, the actual text, which is in yellow, another set of text that's in red that's outlined in yellow. So a, a good practice for all of us is when we're putting thumbnails together is thinking about, okay, what's the first thing that I want to grab somebody's attention, right? And then focus on that. And then, okay, if, if I need additional information, then in that case, what's that second thing that I want them to, you know, be able to see or where I want their eyes to go after this first thing grabs their attention. And from just a design standpoint and, help, and helping words stand out, when you put yellow text around uh, red or a yellow line around red text, um, it kind of uh, it kind of softens that that red text. But if you put like a black or a white around it, it'll actually help it stand out. Um, so I would definitely, you know, consider that. But another thing that I want everybody to start thinking about, and I'm working on this as well right now, is moving into 2024. Um, we are going to be getting, some of us have it already, um, but we're gonna be getting um, access to multi-language audio. Some people are gonna choose to use it, some people are not. But if you are going to use multi-language audio dubs with your content and how that works, and you can see if you have it right now by going Going into the subtitles for one of your videos and then you're going to see an audio uh, an audio uh, you know column there and then if you you know add subtitles there then it'll give you the option to add an audio track so if you have that currently if not i mean everybody's going to have it next year but when you are deciding if you're going to use that or not if you are somebody that's going to use the multi-language audio keep in mind that text on your thumbnails is going to detract somebody that doesn't speak your native language. It's going to detract some people from clicking on that that might be in other countries if you're trying to, you know, uh, you know, get your content seen and responded to better in other countries. So when it comes to the multi-language audio, just keep that in mind when it comes to your thumbnails for, for all of us and try to lean more on, you know, symbolism and imagery and those sorts of things instead of, you know, just putting, you know, raw text on there. Keep in mind the raw text is fine 
if you're like, hey, my primary audience, this is what I'm doing, and the other stuff is all extra, that's fine. In that case, if that's the approach, then you know, just leave the text on there. I'll be doing that too for some videos. But um, but try if you want to really just give yourself that opportunity to you know open yourself up you know internationally. Then in that case, audio dub your videos, translate your titles and descriptions in that same area, um, and make sure that you are uh, you know being very mindful about the text that you're using on your thumbnails because if it gets presented to somebody that doesn't speak that language, that could be the thing that 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 pulls them away from clicking on your video compared to something else. So, all right. Um, so here next up in our list here, did you have any more tips for Ron from looking at that? No, no, that was it. Oh, okay. okay. I, yeah. I just think a little, you know, a little bit of house cleaning, mm -hmm. organizing up the playlist a little bit yep. on the homepage. Mm -hmm. You're putting the playlist together, you know, keyword specific based on the case. Generally, get some of that stuff on your homepage based on what's popular and don't be afraid to change those around. So, uh, for example, I know there's, you're getting ready to do something with the list the list that's getting ready to get uh released like you might want to bump that playlist up on your channel right now because people are going to be coming on youtube looking for that list uh for you know who yeah and also like on that concept that he just talked about in terms of prioritizing your channel page based on the activity that you're getting on the very specific topics that you talk about um i mentioned the details of that in the last video that i published too so make sure that you check that out mm -hmm. Um, playing the mom game is our next channel here that we are um, answering and they have been making videos for a year the type of channel less than a year sorry the type of channel is clothing and lifestyle the goal of the channel is to is a creative challenge and income the question is is adsense revenue based on number of views or watch time um, if a video has a cpm of ten dollars gets a thousand views and has 100 percent retention um, it would earn ten dollars but what if the video only has 10 percent retention does it still play uh does it still pay the whole cpm looks like the estimated revenue in youtube studio is only based on views it's based on playbacks and it's based on the amount of ads so for example if you have a uh, i think the 10 minute video was one option here so if you have a uh, 10 minute video um, or we'll say an eight minute video and youtube has the option to put mid rolls in there and then you choose to do that and people are seeing those mid rolls then of course you know you're going to make more money on those videos um if the uh, uh, if the amount of people that you have interacting with your content, if there's enough inventory to where YouTube is giving you a lot of monetized playbacks, then in that case, you know you're going to make more money from your ads as well. So it's not necessarily based on retention. I mean, I guess technically in a roundabout way it is because if you have people responding better to your videos on the retention level, then it's likely to get you know served to more people. So then that can help you there. But in terms of you know apples to apples, um, you know if somebody watches you know 50% of the Video or they watch 25% of the video, if they saw an ad coming in, that's all that matters, right? So um, so because of that, that particular thing doesn't matter um, if you don't factor in the mid-roll ads. Next. SMA Sky, what's going on? Hope that you are doing great. Midnight Madness 4x4, nice to see you in here. Hope that you are doing great. Border City Rock Talk, hope you're doing great. They have a question about monetization. So there's a form for everybody that's just joined us. We have a form down in the description right now where you can put your questions. Um, if you're on YouTube, there's a, a form down in the description uh, where you can put your questions uh, here and we're answering them in the order that they come in. Right now, we don't have a ton. So if you get your question in there, um, it's, it's gonna get answered on the stream today. That's crazy, isn't it? So we have, it is. So we have, the next question is from Frunk to Trunk. <laughs> Interesting name. Love it. Yeah, so the whole thing there is like with um, uh, cars with the trunk in the front, they call them Frunks. Yeah, so it's Frunk to Trunk, so I guess it's like an EV, uh, an electric car transfer to uh, gas-powered, I'm not sure. So they do, um, EV, there we go, EVA and Tesla News. 
uh, or EV and Tesla news updates and tips. The goal of the channel is to accelerate the world's transition to EV vehicles and educate potential EV buyers about Tesla technology and features. The question is, I've noticed three big hikes in views and subs through 2023. When this happens, I try to expand on the topics that are doing well for me. Do you think leaning into hot topics is a smart strategy? Meaning I make more videos about the subject and try to expand and add value each time. I do make evergreen content, but what is a good strategy when you notice your channel taking off from a hot topic? Follow it up. Like here, here's what here's what's going on, right? So when you make a video about a hot topic, people are coming in on that particular topic. So what you want is when you publish the next video and YouTube presents it to those people, you want them to respond to that video too, right? So if they're if they come in on the hot topic and then you follow that up with like another view on that hot topic or, you know, a contrasting view on the hot topic or more information about that hot topic or, you know, something like that, then in that particular case, those people that responded to that first one are more likely to respond to that second one, right? Versus making it about something that's completely different that they may not have as much of an interest interest in. Um, with your type of content specifically, um, mixing in, because you're doing news content, uh, mixing in evergreen content is definitely a good move when it comes to your type of content as well, because I, I actually have a really good friend of mine. Um, he has an EV channel as well. Um, you might be familiar with it. Um, it's E4 Electric. Um, with his channel, um, you know, he started out as news and he's actually went into some, uh, he went into some, you know, evergreen content that he's starting to put out now um, as well, just because it's a, it's a good idea, because if not, then you're just constantly, you know, chasing those new topics. But when you do have some evergreen content, then it can start to build up that side of, you know, what it is that you are doing and create a little bit more consistent traffic over time. Um, so I would definitely make sure that you keep walking that road um, so that you can make sure that you are, um, you know, kind of filling up both buckets. So I'm talking about the new stuff so that I can bring in, you know, that surge in traffic because the interest around the things that I'm talking about in the news is high. And then I'm also going to put out the evergreen content so that I can make sure um, that, you know, that if news is slow and I'm talking about things that don't have as high of an interest, I still have that evergreen green content that's going to, you know, continue to, to, to serve the audience. Shark Scrapper, what's going on, man? Happy hey. holidays. Brad, Magic Flying Potato, hope you're doing great. Melinda, Elliot, hope you're doing awesome as well. Tim Tech Wiz, what's going on? Hope that you are great. Okay, so next up, we've got... Um, so this is, uh, I, I'm just... I'm cruising through the chat here. Okay. What do you got, Dean? And there's an account called StellarCore. Okay. Who made an, an entire YouTube channel based on creating AI music. Oh, nice. So I guess AI is generating the music. Mm -hmm. Do I understand that correctly? Yeah. That's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to listen to your channel later. So I, Vid Summit 2019, I think mm -hmm. it was, um, there was a guy there that was doing that as well. His whole company was making, using AI to make uh, customizable music for YouTube channels. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not sure how he's doing. I can't remember the name of the company, mm -hmm. but uh, he was doing that back in 2019. So I'm sure now, yeah, there's probably tons of those popping up. Yeah, I, I find that really interesting. Uh, you know, I, I've heard some stuff that's AI generated, I think is really good. Mm -hmm. And I've heard yeah. some stuff from like, yeah, you might, Want to delete that? Yeah. So I, I'm. It's always interesting. Anytime I come across something AI that's it's music related, like AI made this. Mm -hmm. Flip a coin. Yeah. But I'm gonna check you out, man. And hey. hey, really quick, if you are just joining us, um, I do want to let you know that uh, it's free to get your questions answered. You can get those answered through putting them down on the form that's down in the description of this stream right now. If you're on YouTube, I'm not sure if those descriptions are showing up elsewhere, um, but if you have a specific question that you are trying to get answered about what you're working on, then uh, make sure you head over to YouTube and then uh, hit the video description and then you're going to see a link to the form down there where everybody is, uh, you know, putting their questions. Melinda Elliott Melinda. says, uh, thank you for everything. It's been thank a member you. of 13 months. Nice. Thank you, uh, Melinda, as well for your support also. Thank you. 
You should have little like YouTube plaques that you give out to like your long members. Should that'd be cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, Us plus dad says that they upload every other day. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. They do Roblox roleplay content. The goal of the channel is to create an interactive Roblox community. The question is, we do some Roblox gaming, but most of our content is role-playing with Roblox characters. We're always cat we've always categorized our videos under gaming and Roblox. Should we put them under entertainment, or does it really matter? So with what it is that you're doing, I think putting them under gaming is fine. Um, when it comes to how you categorize your videos, uh, YouTube, they have their own categorization system that they'll move everything into once you publish it anyway. So just get it as close as you can to where you're like, yeah, you know, I think this is, you know, as you know, like in your case, gaming. So yeah, we're going to put it in gaming. And then if there is some type of subcategory or something like that, then the system will move it to wherever it needs to be moved. Zach Talks Tech is dividing the entire audience today. What, what, what's he saying? Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Kathy Fit, what's going on? Hope that you're doing hey. great. Nice to see you in here. Yellow Shirt Dad, what's going on? Hope that you're doing great. Man, that is just tragic with Bruce Willis. It is. Absolutely. Man, is. imagine that, right? Like having that, having yep. that life and you're Hey, they say you can't have it all, right? Bruce Willis. Yeah, yeah. balance. It, yeah. Terrible. So Andy Chats F1 says uh, they upload when they have time, been on YouTube for less than a year. The type of channel is Formula One video essays and mini documentaries. The goal of the channel cool. says currently it's to reach a thousand subs and I as I have the watch hours. So that's like the opposite from the first question today. The first first channel is like I got twenty thousand subs, right. but not the watch time. Yeah, you guys, you guys should collaborate. Uh, so the team question up. is, yeah, team up, yeah, right? Get it done. <laughs> the question is, I've reached the watch hours and had a couple of videos do well now. How do you suggest I improve getting subs on documentary sports niche channel? I'm at 550 at the moment. Thank you. Hope you both have a good Christmas. So when it comes to people subscribing to your documentary content, um, it's going to come down to you know them enjoying the content, you know, of course. But you know there is things that you can do, and this is going to be depending on the content itself. But you can invite people to subscribe to the channel in your case because you're doing documentaries you don't want to interrupt the story that you're having by inviting them to subscribe right because you want to focus on the story and make sure you get them involved in that so because of that in your case specifically i would wait until the end of the video and just remind people you know hey by the way you know if you enjoyed this you know make sure to subscribe so you can catch the next documentary and then move on from there because when you put those calls to action in there and you tell people to do the thing or it's not telling people i mean you're reminding people to do you know that that especially in a documentary where they've just been engaged in the content itself and the story that you're telling it through the documentary what a regular viewer that's not a youtuber's thinking is like oh yeah this is really good right they're not thinking about oh i gotta make sure i like it i gotta make sure i subscribe i gotta make sure i do all this stuff they're just like sitting back enjoying the content so because of that i would make sure that you do invite people to subscribe in your case specifically another thing that i would look into is look to see where people are watching from because for example if you're doing longer documentary content there's a good chance that you have a lot of tv viewership and when you are viewing on a tv it's just a just a smidge more challenging to you know subscribe so because of that you know that could also you know be a reason for a little bit of a slow you know subscriber gain on that too so I would just look in your analytics. Um, it'll show you what devices people are watching on and just get an idea there. And, and if you do find like a heavy TV viewership, then I would just make sure that you put that at the end anyway to invite them to subscribe. But just keep in mind that might kind of slow things down, you know, just a smidge. Hey, what's on, Chad? What's going on, man? Hope you're doing great. Learn Spanish world. What's going on? Monique, hope you're doing fantastic today. So next up, we've got tom nash in the house what's up dude hope that you were doing great nice to see you in here so tom he's like oh we got too. we got both the Nimmin brothers again absolutely man we've been doing this for what six months Where now yeah man maybe tom. longer yeah tom, <laughs> is, tom has been on fire dude he's crushing 
Yeah. He, Crushing. Yeah. His he's, Facebook group is great, too. Yeah, he's got a really good Facebook group. It's super clean. He runs it very, very well. Yeah, great Facebook group. Yeah. It's called YouTube Creators. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it is. If anybody's here on Facebook and you want a really good Facebook group, um, check out his group. Check out um, Video Makers and Marketers from Daryl Eves, which I think is also Creators Helping Creators now, I think might be the name of it. And then you have uh, Tube Ritual from Brian T. Johnson. But uh, those are like the, the three groups that you should be a part of if you're if you're on Facebook for the groups that are open to people. Yeah, Tom just hit 300,000. Nice. His, his main Crushing, dude. Crushing. Absolutely love it. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, English Fun Zone is our next question. They do educational content. The goal of the channel is to make fun English videos and earn some money on YouTube. The question is, how many videos should I should be in a playlist? I've done several playlists trying to keep it at about 10 to 15, but there are some topics like grammar and English lessons that have 30 to, 30 to 37 videos. It's really hard to break those up, and I wish there was a quicker way to see what videos are being subscribed to the most. So if you go into your YouTube analytics, um, you can see subscribers there. Uh, basically, if you just go into advanced mode of your YouTube analytics, um, you will see a column for subscribers. If you click on that, it will sort the videos by the videos that are driving the most subscribers. You can sort by date range, so you can see, you know, like, okay, how many, how many is this, you know, which videos over the last year have driven the most subscribers? And then you can just get a really quick view of that. When it comes to the playlists, um, there's a bunch of different ways that you can use playlists and, and a bunch of ways that you need to think about a playlist. So the very first one is categorizing your content so that the that your viewers can easily consume the content so since you're teaching people english lessons in your case putting all 37 videos in one playlist that are all topically similar to where it would make sense for somebody to watch them back to back is perfectly okay the reason for that is because people can uh, bookmark that playlist and they come in and just keep following up where it was that they left off. So there's utility there. In addition to that, you can also uh, have playlists that you're linking to from your end screens. So with those, let's say you're talking about you know um, grammar, and let's say you might even have 15 videos about grammar on your YouTube channel, but since you're putting it in your end screen, maybe you want to limit for that particular playlist, maybe you want to limit it to like three to five videos, depending on how long they are. Um, just based on like the best tips that would make the most sense to the people that are watching that originating video that you're going to be driving, you know, viewers into that from, um, in addition to that, you also have your channel page. So when it comes to your channel page, so we've talked about the general playlist page, right? Where you're uh, making it easier for people to find it there. Talked about the end screens. Um, you can also use that for pinned comments, you know, that kind of thing as well. Um, but you can, uh, also consider your channel page. So when it comes to your channel page there, you're also categorizing your content to make it easy for people to find things. So there you could make a custom playlist that had all 37 videos in it, or you could just take the best, you know, out of that 37 and put them there. Um, Either one would work because the whole idea there is just making it easy for people to find more of the content that they care about. So um, really that originating playlist where you put them all in there, probably best in your case specifically, um, teaching people English to actually just put that as like, hey, here's here's all the videos that I have about this particular part of, you know, the language. And then here's another playlist about, you know, this particular part of the language. And what I recommend you do, I'm not sure if you watched the video that I just published about, um, you know, the things that you need to clean up about your YouTube channel. 
for the coming year. But um, one of the things that I mentioned in there is how to structure your channel page based around, and Dee just mentioned this uh, earlier too, but how to structure your channel page based around the activity that is currently happening on your YouTube channel. So in your case, if you find, wow, it seems like these, you know, uh, you know, grammar videos are getting the most views currently, uh, then in that particular case, you want to make sure that one's right underneath your most recent uploads playlist. Um, if you find that like slang, and I'm just throwing these out there because I'm not sure the specifics, but if, if it's slang that's getting the most activity, then you would want to put that one as the top one right underneath your uh, uh, recent videos as well. And you basically prioritize that based on the content that is currently driving the channel or getting the most activity so that people can find that content the fastest. And then underneath that, you can do it based on the second thing that's bringing in the most activity. And then you can also do things to where you're like, you know what? I know that my audience needs this information and they typically want this information. So I'm also going to make this other playlist. And I'm going to put it there as well, even though this particular topic might not be the one that's bringing in the most activity, but when people find it, they really enjoy it. And then there's like advanced things that you can do. So on the advanced side, when it comes to playlists, you can also prioritize around your playlist and group videos together that also, you know, have higher CPMs on them. Um, you can group together videos that typically drive, you know, the most subscribers, that kind of stuff so that you can, uh, so that you can make it to where people find that content, you know, the fastest as well. But it's always best to prioritize what the viewer wants um, versus like, hey, which videos, you know, are, are, you know, am I more likely to get a subscriber from if they click into those? If you just prioritize everything for the viewer, then it'll end up working out for you long term all the way around, you know, anyway. But um, it's a lot of information about playlists. So hopefully that was helpful. So anything to add to that, D? Uh, no, but I was just thinking because we've got a comment here from X. Okay. They can't see the description of the form. Right. That, that's why I said before, when I say that, I say to go over to YouTube. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So here, here's, I'm just, if I see something on X pop up that mm -hmm. catches my attention, I'll just highlight it and we'll cover it real quick. Okay. That's fine. Because I'm not going to go off X. Well, or, or, or um, do they see, do they see any I, type of chat or anything over there? I don't think no? so. Okay. No. Yeah. Or if you're on X, just come over and join us on YouTube. Just go to youtube.com slash Nick Nimmin and you can find us over there. And then that way, you know, that's uh, it's easier. So this one's Because if not, you. then everybody will just go over there and start posting on Twitter to get their question answered faster. So, you know, having it I'm in the order. I'm just going to answer this first one. Having them it, in the order that they're coming in is the, uh, you know, is the fair way to do it. I'm just going to answer this first one because it caught my attention. All right. Go. Yep. Uh, Hey guys, quick question. What's the better thing to do? Revive a dead channel or make a new one? What do you think? Um, I think it depends on what you want to do. So if you're like, hey, I'm going to make the same type of content, then go after the channel that you had before. But if you're like, you know, hey, I want to do something different than what's on that channel, then in that case, I would, um, I would make something new. What would you do? Exactly the same thing. Okay. Yeah, it depends on what you're going to make. If you already have an audience built in, keep in mind, even if you're going to do the same thing, a lot of that audience... They've moved on. Their interests have changed. They're probably not going to come back. But if it's the same topic, just start uploading again. Brian yep. G. Johnson's been a perfect example yeah, of yeah, this. Yep. His channel was dormant for a while. Mm -hmm. He started uploading again, same type of content. Yep. And he's like, he's back on it, and it's growing and growing and growing and yep. growing and growing. Hey, really quick, Tom Nash says, can we hear the elevator story where one Nimmin brother got stuck um, and all at the end of the show? I'll donate to charity to hear that story. So since this is a charity thing, so it's actually it, both of us and, and Jesse. Yeah. yeah, and Jesse Davis. So we had Jesse Davis on here, and um, he joined us for the stream that day. And then when the stream was over, we hopped in the elevator. Jesse was just in town. He was leaving the next day, and he was actually in a hurry to go meet up with his with his wife. And uh, we hopped in the elevator and then hit the button to you know go to the parking garage. And as soon as we hit the button, we started moving just a little bit, and then everything stopped. Yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty funny. And then from there, 
D. You know what's funny, Tom? I just so I, I streamed the whole thing live. Yeah. As soon as we got stuck, yeah, I, I streamed the whole thing. Is that still live on your channel? I just made that private. Oh, did you? I, I unlisted that like two days ago. <laughs> nice. Nice. I unlisted that like two days ago. Yeah. I was just looking at my, because I was going to redo those thumbnails. Mm -hmm. And I was like, ah, oh, that shouldn't be on there. Yeah. And I just, I, I unlisted it. Nice. That's so funny. Nice. But here's the thing, Tom. Uh, the reason it's terrifying is I, I believe you've been to this part of the world. I think we've talked about that. So in Thailand, they don't have the best safety records for some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And there are studios in a really old building. Yeah. So when the elevator breaks here, uh, the pucker factor is high. Yeah. It's a nice, pleasant way to put that. Yeah, yeah. the pucker yeah. factor is high. So when they finally got the doors open, we had to get out. You've seen all those videos where people are getting out of the elevator and then like drops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, we all had to like quickly get out of the elevator. Yeah. I was scared to death that thing was going to go. Yeah, so we ended up calling a maintenance guy. So the maintenance guy ended up coming, and then he had to pry the doors open, and then we had to climb out while he's sitting there holding the doors open. It was uh, it was pretty fun. Yeah, so that was the second time. Yeah, I got caught in there once by myself. Mm -hmm. And he actually had to come and break the door open. Yeah. He had to find something. It was late night. Yeah. And you called I think it was like 2 a.m. Yeah, or yeah, something yeah. crazy. You yeah. like call the emergency and nobody answers it. And they jammed, a, I don't forget what you jammed in there, but he jammed something in the door and he got the door open and I was able to get out of the elevator. The building, the, they flipped out the next day because like we bent the doors up and everything. <laughs> and they're, they, yeah, they came at me for a while. You got to pay for this. I'm like, I paying for right, this. Your elevator that broke. Yeah. yeah I was just trying to for escape. Anything. Yeah. yeah. I, so I didn't so, pay for anything. Learn Spanish world. Thanks for the super chat. It says, um, uh, hey, guys, glad to see Nick's feeling better. We missed you, amigo. Uh, just wondering what we can expect from YouTube in 2024. Is it going to get more competitive, easier, harder? What are your predictions in 2024? Ooh, good question. I'm going to unlist this video. So, so give it to Tom. I'm going to send this to you. Oh, so if it's unlisted, I'll just send it away. So when it comes to 2024, um, first, so some people are currently testing um, or currently using TubeBuddy or not TubeBuddies, but YouTube's A-B testing feature. So um, that is going to be available for everyone in 2024, which is going to be great. In addition to that, we also have uh, uh, audio dubs, which is also going to be great because if you are Contempo Coding, what's going on? Hope you're doing great. If you are uh, publishing videos to YouTube right now and your main audience is an English-speaking audience, then in that particular case, or then or yours, you know, because they're learning Spanish, well, no, it would still be, you know, other languages. But anyway, if you're publishing videos to YouTube and they are in English, you have already been able to translate the metadata, like titles and the descriptions and the uh, subtitles for quite some time. Now, in 2024, everybody's going to get the option to do audio dubs. One thing that I've noticed over my almost a decade on YouTube is that when new features come out, then they get used very nicely. And it's also usually a really good way to you know get some extra activity um, just because there's not a lot of people using those features. I'm not sure how it's going to work with the audio dubs because there will be content in those other languages. But I'm going to start using them here in 2024 as well. And basically what it's going to do is it's going to make it to where if you have somebody, let's say they are in Mexico and you have everything translated there and they are looking on YouTube in their native language, then they're going to see your titles written in their native language. They're going to see your descriptions written in their native language as long as you translate them. And then when they click on the video, 
YouTube is going to already know that you know they're watching videos in this particular language, and then they're going to present them with the audio without the user, the viewer on YouTube, without them having to do anything. So it's going to be a seamless experience for them. They're going to click on it, and then bam, it'll be you know you speaking in Spanish, right? In that particular case, as long as you you know do your audio dubs into Spanish. So that's going to be a pretty big deal, in my opinion, because now, it, with the exception, I'm not sure. To, I'm not 100% sure yet how it's going to work out for localized YouTube because YouTube is localized in I think like 90 something countries now. So what that means is they kind of like lock, you know, lock those in. But when it comes to, you know, people accessing the main site in that particular case, um, that's going to open us up to, to a lot more people. And on our end, it's going to open you know, as a viewer, it's also going to open us up to a lot of content creators, you know, that we normally, you know, wouldn't normally have access to, which is going to be fantastic on both ends. So I'm really looking forward to, uh, to, to that side of things. In terms of YouTube getting harder or YouTube getting easier, um, I think that yes, it's going to get more competitive. As always, you know, if you are willing to develop your skills and you're willing to, you know, do the thing, then in that particular case, you know, you're going to have just as good a chance at competing this coming year as you did last year. Um, it's always going to keep getting just a little bit more competitive because there's always going to be more people coming onto the platform. So that's going to always be a thing. But um, but if you are, you know, putting out good content, then it's not going to matter. And in addition to that, um, I think that it is going to get easier because YouTube is doing things like how they're making shorts easy for everybody and that kind of thing so that it's kind of lowering the barrier to entry to being a content creator. And it gives you the results that, that you hope for, which is great, and it keeps you motivated while you're working on getting the activity on your long form content, right? If you're also trying to be a long form content creator. So because of that, I think that um, that whole thing is also going to, you know, get more intensified, which I'm looking forward to. So, you know, that's my thoughts on it. Um, in addition to that, YouTube also mentioned they're rolling out like more live stream features. In fact, we have a new live stream feature today. So um, one of the things that YouTube just put out is if you are, and you know, any of the mods here, you can see this, is if you go and you click on the three dot menu on a, uh, on a, somebody's name here um, in chat, for if you're the streamer, then there's an option here for channel activity. And then what you can do is when you click on that, it's gonna show you how many deleted messages the person's uh, had. So if like Doug or Chantel or somebody's like, you know, removed their messages, it's gonna show you how many. It's gonna show you how many times they've been timed out and it's gonna show you how many times they've been hidden. And it shows you all of their chat messages for the last year. So you can be like, oh, this person's like really active, but maybe, you know, they just haven't like, you know, stood out yet or something like that. So then you can, you know, just recognize that. In addition to that, if somebody is problematic, then it's also going to be e easier to identify those people as well, which will then make it easier to keep your live streams clean and, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, really looking forward to uh, everything that's coming. And, of course, with AI, you know, just in general, because um, you mentioned one of the things about it getting harder or easier. I think from a workflow perspective, um, I think it's going to get easier there for us as content creators because we've already got tools that are helping people. Um, I think it's called Gling. Have you seen this? Gling? Yeah. So with Gling, basically what it is, it's a, it's a web service and you load like basically because we record in clips. So we G L I N G. Would, yeah. So we would have to, uh, we would have to actually put those on a timeline and then render them out and then upload it. So it's just one big file, right. but basically you upload it there and then it automatically cleans out all the spaces and it looks for repeats and all of that stuff. And it basically gives you a rough edit and you can export a uh, final cut profile, a so uh, premiere like, profile. It's kind of like, Autopod, 
but it's a standalone. Yes. Yeah. And then uh, with that, because Autopod works for Premiere, but I don't think it works for like DaVinci or for Final Cut Pro with this. You upload it there and then it cuts out all of that stuff and you can download, for example, like your Premiere profile. And then when you download that, you open it up in your computer and all of the edits are in there. So then you can make any adjustments that you need um, to it and then, you know, finish up the rest of the edit. So that's going to be really awesome. But, you know, that whole thing with, you know, all of these tools, you know, TubeSpanner's got some cool stuff coming. TubeBuddy's got some cool stuff coming. Opus Clip is just crushing it with what it is that they're, you know, putting out with, uh, you know, they're constantly doing updates. I'm in their private Discord for, for the feed back on some of the updates they're putting out some really cool stuff that's around the corner but like when it comes to the tools related to what it is that we do um, i think just making content in general is going to be easier here in 2024 as well once all this stuff really kicks into high gear what are your thoughts d on 20 for 2024 harder or easier for content creators well i think it's going to be easier and okay i have i have a couple of thoughts on this okay Number one, it's going to be easier than ever to create content, mm -hmm. right? I mean, the bar is already low. Anyone mm -hmm. can make content. You, yeah. don't, you don't have to edit. Right. You don't have to edit. You, right. you know, you can just upload a short if you want to. Mm -hmm. You can upload the TikTok if you want to. So the, the, the bar is already non-existent. Mm -hmm. You need a phone and you need an internet connection. So I think the tools to make, I'm not even going to call it better content. I'm going to call it tools to make more uh, creative content. I think that's going to make it a lot easier for people to, because, you know, we have these ideas in our head. Like, I would love to make something like this. Mm -hmm. And you don't know how. And I think we're coming to a point where we've got all these AI tools and all these different tools for editing and, and just, you know, visually, uh, visually incredible tools to make things look cool. We're at that point where people are able to make almost anything they want. Yeah. So I think 2024 is, is, and I know we kind of say this every year, but I think 2024 is going to be the year of the creator. But it uh, keeps getting better. Like, but it that's keeps what staying I mean. the year of the creator. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah. That's what I mean. Like, how yeah. do you keep outdoing yourself? Yeah. But they do. Yeah. You know, last year was, this year was the year of the creator, right. the one of the year before. Mm -hmm. And I think if you're on the fence, you're like, oh, I just want to start a YouTube channel, but I don't know. And maybe I'm shy. No, listen. Yeah, just start now. Yeah. Start now. Start now. Because when we're having this live stream this time next year, and we're like, 2025 is going to be the year of the creator, you're going to wish that you started now. So anyway, back to the sides here. On one hand, I think it's amazing. You've got all the tools. I think people are going to be able to take whatever idea that they have, wherever you're at on your journey. That's the that's the main thing. Yeah. Like if you're if you're an advanced creator and you know how to use the tools, you can pretty much do it anyway. Mm -hmm. But if you're just getting started, you might not know how to do this stuff. So you're getting access to these tools to be able to do that. So I think that's fantastic. On the other hand, I think it's going to be harder because it is easier than ever. Therefore, here comes the flood. I think we're going to see so many more creators coming in. I'm excited for new genres. New, new that's going to happen. New genres, new niches yeah. popping up. Yeah. Yeah. So I think there's going to be a lot more competition. There's going to be tons of new creators coming onto the platform. So I think in that sense, it makes it a little bit harder. But in terms of actually making the content an opportunity, 2024 and beyond, I'm all for it. Love it. Yep. Tom Nash, thank you for the uh, super chat there. Appreciate it. Super chat. And uh, Us Plus Dad, thank you for the super chat as well. It says, you two not only helped educate us newbies, but you made 2023 very memorable. We'll, we'll never forget the $5 super chat when Daryl gifted us a ticket to Vid Summit. Thanks for all you do and the money to these play button finders reward. <laughs> oh, love it. 2024 what? is going to be the year I get a play button. I uh, don't count on it, but yeah. Hey, we got Brian G. Super Johnson time. in the house. <laughs> oh my Brian G. God. Johnson, what's up, dude? Hope that you are doing fantastic. Brian said that's the fun part, learning how to make the things that we dream about, striving yeah. to improve. Absolutely. You know, that's the that's the that's the thing of being a creative, right? Is hey, can I how can I make something cool? How can I make something else? Yeah, and you know, that's the thing with the tools, right? Like even if you're like, 
I don't know how to edit, mm-hmm. right? Okay, the thing that's holding me back, I mean, if, if, if a lot of people say this, the thing that's holding me back is I don't know how to edit and I don't have the time to learn to become an efficient mm-hmm. editor. Well, guess what? There's tools to edit for you now. Yep. Like, right. <laughs> like every excuse creator, almost every excuse that creators have, mm-hmm. it's just being eliminated. Right. Right. It's like, what now? Come yeah. at me, bro. What now? What we got, got a tool for that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I can't do it because now you can. Now what else yeah. you got? Yeah. 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 Love it. Yeah. We're going to be left with the last tool that's just like, it's just like you suck.com. Yeah. And you just, just go there and you just upload all your files and it just puts it all together for you anyway. <laughs> yeah, Uses like, AI to like right. fill in the blanks and right. make it better. Right. Yeah. Just like go in and just like type your video idea. But right. we're close to that anyway. Right. Just type your video idea in. It's like you suck.com. And then it literally does everything for you. It uploads it. It makes your thumbnail, creates your titles, right. puts it out there, sends it to your email list, makes, <laughs> right. makes a tweet, does all this stuff. Hey, we got Marcus in the house. What's up, dude? I hope that you're doing awesome. It was awesome hanging out with you here in uh, in Chiang Mai when you were in town. Um, awesome getting the chance to uh, to hang out and you know get to uh, know you a little bit. Looking forward to uh, hanging out again in the uh, in the future. Looking forward to seeing you at Vid Summit um, also because we uh, we all agreed to, uh, to to go and hang out over there. Travis, Travis M- MCP in the house. MVP. 2024 says year of the Nimmin Driving Academy. Dude. Okay. All right. The year okay. of the play button sleuth. Yep. You don't want me teaching you how to drive. That's for sure. Definitely want me teaching you how to drive. So next up, so we my, got Yes, It's Me Tools. My girlfriend doesn't believe. What? That I've wrecked every vehicle you've had? That you've wrecked every vehicle I've had. I can confirm. Yeah, I can confirm. She doesn't believe. Yeah. Yes, It's Me Tools is our next question here. They upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for one year or more. The type of channel is vlogs, restaurant reviews, travel, TV show, and music reviews. Okay, so we, we're going to talk about that in a second. Yeah. Um, the goal of the channel is entertainment, and the question is, thank you so much for all the content you do, Nick. Almost, uh, um, almost a million followers. Here's my question. What is the best way to know what my audience would like to watch? I've asked in my community tab, but would love to know if there are other tools. So um, when it comes to knowing what your audience would like to watch, like the core thing is seeing what they've already you know responded to on the channel. Right now, you've got... 3.4 thousand subscribers on your YouTube channel, 269 videos. So you know, like you have all the information that you need right now to know what it is that your audience wants from you. The the issue that I see, and this is one of the things that I mentioned that you know that I would like to you know talk about, is that when listing out what it is that you offer on your channel, you have vlogs, restaurant reviews, travel, TV shows, and music reviews. So um, in terms of the viewer themselves. One thing that you got to make sure that you're thinking about is if somebody is coming in and they're watching one video on my YouTube channel, what is the likelihood of a majority of the content on my YouTube channel also being something that they can consume, right? Because what you want is you want to target a very specific group of people so that when they come, or a person, you know, technically, so that when they come into your YouTube channel, they can uh, see one video and be like, hey, this is great. And then anything that YouTube recommends them from there, then they can be likely to enjoy that content as well. Or they can hit your channel page and go in there and start binge watching your videos from there. So when you are uploading, vlogs, if those vlogs have nothing to do with the TV shows or music reviews, then you're creating a disconnect. If you're uploading restaurant reviews and they don't have anything to do with music reviews, then you're creating a disconnect and you're making it harder for people to binge watch your content. If you're uploading TV shows and then you're doing travel content, then you're making it hard for people to binge watch your content. So my recommendation to you, if you're open to this, is pick a lane 
and just drive in that particular lane. So think to yourself, okay, what do I really want to turn my channel into? What I really want to accomplish here? What do I want to be known for, you know, as it relates to my channel? And what type of people would I like to be interacting with my channel on a regular basis? And one of the things that you might be thinking right now, because this usually pops up, is people will say things like, well, I'm, uh, uh, I'm interested in a bunch of different things. And because of that, I want to put all those things on my YouTube channel. So that's great. Um, in terms of like, hey, I want to archive these experiences on my YouTube channel. And I would love for people to, you know, just watch my videos, get to know me and love me and just want to come in and watch every video of mine because of me and not because of the topic itself. That's all nice and good. But at the end of the day, you have to introduce people to you, right? So when you are making a, you know, when you're focused in a niche and you are publishing content within that niche and you're serving the viewers that are watching content in that particular niche, that is all your bait to introduce them to you. And then from there, focus on serving them that content and then way down the road, like once you have, you know, like a nice size established channel, you have a lot of return viewers coming in, you have a uh, an average view count that you're happy with, then in that case, that's when you start being like, okay, you know what, let me try to just drop in, you know, one of these videos and see how people respond to it. And one of the things that you're gonna learn really quick is, are they there for me or are they there for the content? Now, keep in mind when it comes to the you side, people are gonna come to you, you know, for you as part of the content that you make as it relates to their interests, of course, because, you know, they're watching other people in that niche or whatever, but you might become one of or the destination for those viewers for that type of content, right? So because of that, I would just make sure that you're focused, like Brian G. Johnson says right here, make sure that you're focused on like a specific thing, right? A specific value that you give to that audience and a specific type of content that that audience can come in and serve. You don't want to dilute things, which is what you're currently doing by putting out a bunch of content that makes it difficult for people to enjoy video after video after video. Because, you know, we, we're all selfish, right? We, we all, we all click, yourself. we all click on stuff based on what it is that we want to watch, right? If you're, if you even, you know, monitor your own YouTube activity, um, you know, you're clicking on stuff like, oh, that looks interesting. And it's all based around, you know, the things that you care about, the creators that you already know, because you've been introduced to them through that content that you cared about that you clicked on them, you know, that first time for them, if you see them in the thumbnail, you might click on them and then come in and enjoy them. But most everything you're clicking on is, is all things based on the things that you're interested in. That's why you're clicking on them and, and choosing to, dedicate time to watching that content um let's see here so next up completely off topic i've been thinking about this ai stuff here right. what is your favorite ai tool right now um creatively i like um like kyber and runway and mid journey and of course chat gpt i mean i would say chat yeah, gpt just, yeah. is the winner unrelated to making youtube videos yeah. like what are you using the most because i know you tinker a lot yeah yeah, yeah. um chat gpt yeah, it would be the thing that I use the most. I use that almost every day. Sometimes I'm driving around, I'll, have, I'll put it on audio mode and I'll just sit there and have conversations with it, um, you know, while I'm driving around or whatever. So yeah, I, I love uh, chat GPT. Um, just for like brainstorming, just kind of flushing out ideas and getting feedback on ideas and that kind of thing. And you're How about you? Are you paying for it for yeah. version four? Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I think that too. And I think number two for me would be Mid Journey. Mm. So yeah. chat GTP four. I've got yeah, that Mid Journey solid, man. Or not Mid Journey, but uh, uh, Dolly within Do ChatGPT. It's it's solid, man. Like it's really solid. Like I made some really cool images uh, in there. Yeah, I keep uh, GTP on my phone. It's a GTP or G GTP or GPT. I always get it wrong. Chat GPT. Yeah, it's. Uh, I always it's get it wrong. GPT. GPT. Yep. I always mix that up. Yep. Yeah, I've got that on my phone. I use it 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Amy says that now we know why Nick crashes so many cars because I'm driving around talking talking to to, to AI bots. Ooh. Yeah, unfortunately, that wasn't available, you know, back in the day. <laughs> so apparently, version six of Midjourney it does. does text. It does. I haven't yeah. tested that yet. Thanks, Brian. Yeah, it's still having. I was messing with it yesterday. It's still having some problems with like hands and you know that kind of stuff. Most of the time, it's fine, but you know, it's still running into uh, we're still running into that sort of thing. Super chat. Got a super chat. So uh, Joe, go motorcycle adventures. Thanks for the super chat says um i just wanted to get an overall outside opinion of my channel i really only get opinions from friends and family keep up the great work okay so here's what we're going to do i'm going to pull up his channel but this is going to be the last uh channel that we pull up here during the stream um just because i want to focus on the questions um as they come in here so i'm just going to pull this up here really fast what is it joe go what is it um joe go motorcycle adventures okay so let's see here. So first off, you're doing motorcycle adventures. So the the biggest tip that I can give you right now, just looking at what I'm being presented here on my For You page, is to make sure that every video that you publish has something to do, or that ha- it has a motorcycle in it, has a motorcycle, some type of motorcycle imagery. Um, what I'm getting presented to me right now on the For You page is an interview with two expert motorcycle instructors, and it has a cop and it has a person, and there's nothing here about motorcycles. So uh, another one is exciting announcement for the channel. Nothing about motorcycles. The next one is uh, breaking biker stereotypes insights with just GQ. Um, that one has like a helmet, but it's kind of abstract there. There's nothing, nothing crystal clear. So the idea for all of us when it comes to thumbnails is this, is you want to leverage the thumbnail to help the people that are interested in that type of content quickly at a glance be able to see that your content has something to do with what it is that they care about so when you're like right now you're focused more on color and grabbing attention with color more than you are the imagery that can help them you know see you know that it has something to do with what they care about so with your content specifically i would either have a motorcycle helmet or an actual motorcycle that's that's clear you know to see in every single thumbnail that you publish that has something to do with motorcycles Um, because the whole channel theme is about that so i would make sure you have a thumbnail and everything Um, and the whole idea again is just to make it easy for people to identify that the content is something that they care about so that they'll stop and look at it and then when they stop and look at it then they'll see the title and then that gives them the context they need to know what's in the video Um, in addition to that you have some of your videos that are optimized around uh that are optimized around people so keep in mind that when you optimize your videos around people unless they're really famous which they might be but you know since you know like i'm not sure who that q person was but uh if when you optimize your videos around people you start creating barriers to entry for that content in terms of it you know people caring about it so when you are optimizing a video around a person then what happens is it's like well i should you know i i need to know who that person is for that to really matter to me but when you optimize everything around one of the primary topics that you talk about with that person then in that particular case it gives you the opportunity to tap into the interests that people have versus them needing to know that person for it to like really matter right so like once everything gets like you know really big and things like that you know that gets modified a little bit but like where you're at right now i would focus everything on like okay how do i make it easy for people to uh you know access this content or be interested in this content and how do i help them identify it as quickly as i possibly can so i would focus on those on those things right now yeah just a couple of really small things that i noticed here on your channel as i was looking around 
Uh, number one in your description, if you're going to stuff a bunch of hashtags in there, you can put them down at the bottom. So if I'm going in here to read your description and you've got a ton of hashtags in here, it's really confusing to look at. You can put this at the bottom of your description if you want to. Uh, number two, don't forget about the pinned comment. You can use the pinned comment to list that link out to another relevant video that they just watched or to the playlist that you've been linking to in your descriptions. Put that in your pinned comment. Tell them what it is. Tell them why they should watch it and pin it there. It's going to go up to the top of all the other comments. Uh, and don't forget cards. You're missing out on some cards. And use the custom text in cards. Kind of sell it a little bit. It will improve your uh, click-through on your cards. Mm-hmm. Got Daryl Eves in the house. Thank you for the super chat, my man. Thank you for swinging by the chat. Super appreciated. Says, love you guys. Keep it up. I love the way you both help creators. I love the way I love the way you both help creators succeed. And YouTube 2024 is going to be amazing. Absolutely, wow. it is. And I actually have um, this stream redirecting over to your stream um, as well. So just a heads up, everybody. As soon as this stream is complete, it's going to redirect over to Daryl's stream. He doesn't start until about 30 minutes after uh, after this one ends. But it's going to send you over there so you can make sure to hit the room so you can make sure to show up for his stream the whole thing is about what's in store for everybody in 2024 so really you know how to thrive to make sure you win in 2024 highly recommend everybody check that out but daryl thank you so much man i was in the i was in the bookstore because he posted that book yeah. and then daryl, you go watch the video yeah, go watch the tweet. video yeah yeah d d had a uh the time maintenance guy that uh is in his place like fixing stuff up he had him translate some of the text in your book so you could hear what it sounds like too in yeah. Thai. But I was in the bookstore when I was at the mall yesterday, and I was in there. I'm like looking all over the Did place for it, and I showed them the the photo of it. And they don't have it yet. My me, but my yeah, me, uh, yeah, right, yeah, my me, yeah. But uh, but it's uh, but it's it's on the way though. But it was cool seeing that in Thai. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a little bit of context. So Daryl posted a, a picture of his book, mm -hmm. and he was like, something along the lines of, "It's cool that it's getting translated in another language," which is kind of, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Like that's really cool within itself. And I, I and I and I looked in on it. I, I I tapped in. I looked at it. I was like, oh my god, that's Thai language. I know that. Right. And yeah, I just happened to be with a guy. Ooh, where'd you go? I right put on here. the wrong camera. I just happened to be with a guy. Uh, we were remodeling some stuff, and uh, he, he's a Thai guy. And I was like, read this. I, I actually had him read this right here. But, so, uh, the, but the, the Thai version. The Thai yeah. version's got like this red part right here. And I was like, read that, read that, read that. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic book. And then uh, we've also, so yeah, thanks, thanks again, Daryl, man. Looking forward to, uh, to, to 2024 as, as well. Internet ar anarchist, what's going on, dude? Super sticker, nice. Ooh, Thai love bot. it, love Are it. They in Thailand? Yeah, he's here. Oh, that's the internet. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were just talking yeah, about yeah, you yeah. on the way in the door. I was yep. like, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. He used to live upstairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what's up, man? Nice to see you in here yep. as well. Thanks for the super chat. We should just do that over coffee instead, right? Just do it over coffee. <laughs> 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 so, uh, uh, David uh, Matney living in uh, Omaha. Thank you for the super chat as well. Says, uh, question: Have either of you done any A/B testing, uh, comparing on AI-generated thumbnails versus an old-fashioned thumbnail? Um, which did better, et cetera. Thanks for all the help this year. Um, I have not done that yet. I love um, just make, making thumbnails, just kind of coming up with the ideas for them. And I'm just not leaning on, you know, AI for that at this moment in time. Um, what I have done is I've done a mix. So basically, um, I have some live streams that I do on other channels as well. And um, for a couple of those, and I think one piece of video content also, um, I did a mix to where basically I had my design, but then I used the imagery from the thumbnail. So I think one of them off the top of my head is on the StreamYard channel where I talk about a live stream setup. Um, and on that one, I just put, you know, live stream setups. And then in the background, you see just like this really uh, fancy looking live stream, you know, setup. Um, so I, I am using it for that sort of thing to kind of supplement 
implement the idea, but in terms of just like a full blown AI generated thumbnail, um, I have not, I have not done any of those yet. Have you? No. Yeah. I think Brian G did some of those, um, over on his channel. Nothing that I published. Okay. I I've experimented a lot, but I, I haven't come across anything where I'm just okay. like, yeah, that's it. Yeah. I think like for creator mix, you probably do some really cool stuff with that now. You know what? Uh, yeah, I could, but I've yeah. got so, like, I already went ahead and like, got so much stock footage. Oh, uh, that you're like, I'll just use that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, like, yeah sure. I, I downloaded like sure. all this stock imagery. Like, I'm gonna use this for that and this for that and this for that. So I've, yeah, I've already done that. But there will come a time uh, where I, I lean into that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So uh, let's see here. So next up on the list here, um, and I'm pulling these from the forum. We've got No People, No Problems is the channel name. They've been on YouTube for less than a year. The goal of the channel is to share my stories and to monetize. The question is, um, I changed my niche recently. I put all of my old videos to private, and now my numbers are even lower than before. YouTube impressions are down, but I'm gaining longer time views than before. Should I be worried, and did I uh, make a mistake by changing, or is this just normal process before YouTube learns once again who I am and who is my audience? So so uh, when it comes to privating old videos, that is something that, you know, people do, but keep in mind when you do private some of those old videos, you know, if they were getting any activity at all, now you've removed the opportunity for those videos to get activity that would, you know, then, you know, possibly flow over into your other content as well. So because of that, you know, it can create issues. Typically when, you know, channels do that, especially with content that's already performing, there'll be like a lull of sorts, not like a total bottom out or anything like that, but I'm just saying they'll take the hit because they're used to getting this traffic, but then those videos will then be gone. So then they have to rely on the videos that aren't getting, you know, or they have to rely on that loss, so to speak, or make up for that loss. So, um, so because of that, you'll, you're, you're going to be fine. Just focus on serving your audience, you know, making good videos, helping people identify those videos from the outside. Um, and you'll be fine. Just make sure that you focus on those things. But yeah, when you do remove those old videos, you're going to remove the activity, you know, um, from those videos and just the, the, ability for people to, to discover your channel through that content. In addition to that, you know, when, when somebody comes in, even on a new video, like if you removed them because they weren't relevant to the channel, then of course, you know, that, that makes some sense. But like when, when somebody watches one of your new videos on your YouTube channel, um, what happens is YouTube systems will go through your archive and be like, Hey, you know, people, you know, seem to watch this video, you know, as well. So then they will start recommending that video. And then, you know, they watch, uh, you know, when we show them this video and then this video, they typically respond well to those and then they'll show them those. So when you private those videos, you kind of break that chain a little bit as well, but everything will, you know, come back to normal as long as you just focus on, you know, serving your audience with great content. Um, and what you did is a kind of a normal thing. A lot of people will private old videos that they are not, you know, super happy with. I've done the same thing. Um, you know, you just privated some old videos on the channel that just weren't relevant anymore. Cause when I first started this channel, I was talking about, you know, different things. Um, I would talk about like how to come up with video ideas, but I would also talk about like, you know, how to stay focused when you're working in a coffee shop and you know, that kind of stuff. So it just kind of helps you, you know, kind of clean it up and make everything, you know, relevant for your audience. So if that was the reason that I totally, you know, I totally get it. Next up on the list, we got the dream builder 21. What's going on? Hope you're doing great. They do automotive content. The goal of the channel is to entertain people with my projects to distract them from their day and to turn my model car collection into the real thing. Question. My plan is to grow my channel to the point that it allows me to move uh, countries. Do you have any advice on how I can make that happen? Because it's a lot of money to do that. So when it comes to growing the channel, then yeah, you're, you're definitely going to need to make sure, like there's a few different variables here that you have to think of. So when people are moving to other countries, some things that they, that they, get blindsided by 
is, you know, some countries, they have visa. I mean, all countries have visa rules and some of them are more strict than others. And because of that, in some places, depending on where you're from and where it is that you're moving to, um, you know, some places might not even let you stay there for that long, or some places might need you to um, upgrade your visa to something else. And those extra visa upgrades in some cases can cost, you know, um, a little bit of money. In other cases, they can cost a lot of money. And, uh, you know, it it can create uh, a lot of extra um, outgoing expenses. So because of that, and once you're, once you're out away from your main country, like that's it. And it's really difficult unless you have it arranged on your way in or before you come, um, it's really difficult to get jobs in other countries too. So because of that, you have to make sure that the skill sets that you have align if you were looking to also get a job, you know, in another country, but in a lot of cases that is difficult. So because of that, you also have to make sure that you're monetizing in as many ways as you possibly can because what can happen is, you know, with ad revenue, sometimes, you know, if you're nailing it, you're nailing it and you're doing well, but if you're not, you know, nailing it or, you know, you're not, you know, uploading or putting the effort, you know, in that, you know, you normally would, then in that particular case, you know, sometimes things can stagnate a little bit or even drop. And when that happens, if you're not monetizing in a bunch of different ways or even if you are, um, then it can it can impact your bottom line, so to speak. So because of that, you have to just make sure that you are self-reliant either in money saved and or money coming in that you are able to put aside and save so that in the event that you do have to pay for visa related things, or you have to pay to go to borders, or you have to, you know, do any of that stuff, you're okay. And in addition to that, you also want to make sure that you're padding your account, so to speak, so that, you know, way down the road that you also can make sure that you maintain yourself in those countries um, instead of it just being a temporary you know thing like where we live I've seen a lot of people fish head videos what's going on hope you're doing great um, I've seen tons of people that you know come through where we are and they're you know there's a big digital nomad scene here and what the digital nomad scene is is there's a lot of you know people that work online and since they work online it opens them up to where they can just travel wherever they want and as long as they have an internet connection so i've seen a lot of people come here with the hopes of being able to stay here but then once they arrive they're like oh wait a minute you know we got to get visas we have to you know do that whole thing and um and then in some cases they'll lose their jobs or the business that they had you know will end up not working out great for them and those sorts of things, then they'll have to go back home. So because of that, making sure that you're saving up, you know, for those situations is is really important and that you're monetizing in as many ways as possible. So work on building your channel, work on building all of your monetization um, options out. And then, you know, and, and then that's where, that's when you're like, okay, now I've got, you know, this amount saved up. Um, I've got this amount coming in and it's, you know, enough to where I think that I'll be able to, you know, build up from here um, in terms of the amount coming in, then, you know, that's, that's where you would make that, that move. But I would definitely get a nice, comfortable runway because you do not trust me on this one. You do not want to be in another country stressing out about like, oh man, I don't even know if I'm going to be able to stay here another few months. I've seen so many people go through that and it, and it, it does not look like a pleasant experience. So trying to learn bikes is our next question. They upload when they have time. The type of channel is motorcycle and DIY maintenance. The goal of the channel says I create and upload videos for the challenge. Love it. Question, um, is there any negative impact to my channel if I sometimes upload unlisted videos that are totally unrelated to my channel focus? They are family videos and my intent is to use the platform as a way of archiving and hopefully keep the videos visible for generations to come. Assuming YouTube will still be around, is this a bad idea? It's not a bad idea, but for the sake of just organization, um, I would upload those on another channel. So I would just have another 
channel, just name it something, you know, basic that's easy for you to find. Um, and then I would just upload them over there so you can keep your main channel clean. And then that way, everything that's on your, like it's not, like nothing matters on your channel until it actually goes live, right? When it's a public piece of content, that's when it starts to, to matter. So anything unlisted is totally fine with the exception of copyright. So if you upload something unlisted or even private and then you have music in there or, you know, video footage or something that you don't have the rights to, you can still get copyright claims on that or copyright strikes. So um, so I would definitely make sure that one, you're not uploading anything like that. And two, um, just for the sake of keeping all of the content on the channel as, you know, the channel content, um, I would, if it was mine, you know, if I was doing that, I would put it on another uh, on another YouTube channel. Uh, let's see here. Next up on our list here, we've got... Uh, what do we got? We got Shark Scrapper. What's going on, man? Hope you are doing great. So Shark Scrapper does edutainment content. The uh, goal of the channel is to promote scrapping, recycling, and add a revenue stream to the business. The question is, please provide best practices, lessons learned, and recommendations using Opus Clip to create shorts for my live streams. So um, in terms of best practices, basically, the process is really easy. All you do is you grab the link, drop it into Opus Clip, or you can just upload the native video there um, if you want to get the best quality that doesn't have like YouTube compression and all that. You can upload, you know, the the raw file. Well, actually, it's a live stream, so you would have to be recording locally for that, like we do sometimes. But uh, uh, since it is live, uh, then in that case, just grab the live link, drop that into Opus. It's going to spit out, you know, all the videos that it can, you know, pull from that. So all you got to do there is just go through and look for where they're starting and where they're stopping, right? And because they have the option in there to where you can edit the footage um, based on text. So if, you, if you're like, man, that one kind of starts a little bit weird, so let me go in there and just make some adjustments to it to have it start in a better way. What I look for is I'm like, okay, um, if this pops up in, in somebody's feed, is what I'm saying going to be something that's going to you know cause them to stick around and like listen to this? Um, or do I end up starting you know somewhere that's like awkward that, that will make it confusing and not make much sense to where they'll end up swiping away? So I just try to make the minor adjustments to where it's like, okay, if somebody comes into here, they're going to have the context they need in order for this to make sense to them. Um, and then I'll, you know, and then I'll save that out. So um, in terms of lessons learned, really just make sure that you're looking for those particular areas. Um, and in terms of recommendations, so they have started rolling out B-roll options. When it comes to the B-roll options, um, it's getting better, but it's not perfect yet. So because of that, just be really mindful and make sure that any B-roll that you do add, if you decide to use that option, just make sure it is relevant to the content um, because you don't want it to not be relevant and then it starts making the content confusing, right? Because you want that accessibility where anybody can go in and enjoy it. So um, uh, so just make sure that you know, you're not using any B-roll, it's confusing. Also, if you use captions on the video, because that's a feature that's built into Opus, um, just make sure that everything is easy to read based on the background so the colors just make sure everything's easy to read based on the background that it's on so for example if you're outside and you're standing in like a park then in that case maybe you don't want to use green you know um, as the uh, text or that like grass colored green right so in that case you know you'd use something else so just make sure that any captions that you're using that they are uh, you know that they are um, that they do stand out and pop from the background Next up on our list here, Motive Music Studios. What's going on? Hope you're doing great. John on a bike. Welcome to the live stream. Hope that you are great. Um, so next up, we've got Build with Mooney. Build with Mooney uploads one time per week or more. They do woodworking content. The goal of the channel is to share and teach. The question is, I'm making videos and trying to be better with each video, trying new techniques along the way and making adjustments as well as, according to my data, um, question, 
What if the video hasn't reached its potential and I'm trying to pull data from the video? Um, I guess I'm wondering, do I wait or move on and only use the data I have and don't worry about it if and when the video might do better? So here's the thing, when you publish your video, you're gonna get some initial activity on that video and that activity might dictate how the video is going to do in the future based on how you know those initial people are responding to it. However, in a lot of cases, um, what ends up happening is you know a video will have like its moment there and then YouTube will continue testing it you know against different audiences and then long term then the video you know might turn out to where you know it it does okay. So because of that, um, I would not stop everything it is that you're doing for the sake of waiting for a video to perform better. Instead, I would just pick an upload schedule that you are comfortable with that you can fit comfortably into your lifestyle so that you can do it for a long period of time and then consistently publish videos at that you know on that day so that you can just keep content going into the system and not just keep it's a horrible it's a horrible way to frame that it, it, it's more so you can keep you know content going out to the viewers that are interacting with your content so you can keep giving them content that they you know um, uh, that they enjoy but also every single time that you publish a video to YouTube it's testing that content against current viewers and it's also testing that content against new people so with every video that you publish you're also giving your chance to get in front of new people as well as serving the current the current audience and then let's say that you know you publish a video tomorrow and that particular video gets really enjoyed by a lot of new people and then youtube ends up testing some of those videos that are not doing great right now against those people and they respond well to them compared to your current you know viewers then in that particular case you know that could help give those videos that aren't performing well right now legs as as long as they generate that you know good response for the people that are interacting with them so um, so because of that I would consider those things hey Tiffany what's going on welcome to the stream Zach talks tech thanks for the super chat says um, Dean Nick what's your favorite festive Christmas cheer? Um, cheer you like to add to your beverage this time of year so um, I would say cinnamon yeah I like cinnamon too I put cinnamon on everything yeah cinnamon cinnamon on coffee cinnamon on hot chocolate yeah, it's good just cinnamon. Yeah, cinnamon's good. Yeah, cinnamon's definitely good. Um, in terms of like uh, Christmas related stuff though, I love Silent Night. Like that's, I would say that's my favorite uh, Christmas song. Absolutely love Silent Night. I just like the vibe of Silent Night. Do you have a favorite Christmas song? Can I sing it? No, but do you have a favorite Christmas song? Yeah, the words are, you're a mean one. Okay. Mr. Grinch. Okay. You really are a heel. Okay. All right. You're as cuddly as a cactus. You're as charming as an eel. Yeah, I don't think we can do that either, but yeah, okay, it's good. It's Mr. good. Grinch. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so there we go. You're there a we bad go. banana some, yep. with a greasy black peel. <laughs> You're a monster. Uh, so uh, next question. <laughs> he says, no Bollies. No, man, I, I actually, or Baileys. Baileys. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I don't really drink that much. Like, you know, like every now and then, like if I'm, you know, doing something, there's a, you know, big group of people there or something, then, you know, maybe. But, you know, usually like, you know, like I, I don't, I, I, I'm not the type of person that like sits around and like, I, I don't, you know, have a problem, you know, with anybody else doing it. But like, I, I just don't sit around and like, you know, like I don't enjoy the taste. I'll just do it that way. So, like, I don't enjoy the taste of beers. I don't enjoy the taste of whiskey. I think it's like torture to drink, you know, whiskey. Um, cocktails. I, I don't, like. I don't claim him as my brother. I like. I like yes. mocktails, right? Because you get the good stuff without the alcohol in there that makes it taste funny. So, uh, so because of that, I'm, I'm just not a. I'm just not a big drinker. Yeah, I. Um... But every now and then, you know, I'll, I'll grab something or whatever, you know, like a, you know, margarita or something every now and then, but hardly ever. Like yeah. I, it's, just, it's just not my, it's just not my thing. Margarita, 
mojito like, like one a year maybe rum and two coke. a year we usually we usually have rum uh, at yeah. home so my girlfriend and i like a like a rum and coke um occasional wine not not big drinkers either just no. just occasional stuff no. um when i was younger when i used to tour around and play a lot mm. yeah fire water mm. Firewater. So, what, for those of you who have, who have played music live before in front of a lot of audience, people buy you drinks all the time. Oh, okay. Uh, and that's great, but that's terrible at the sure, same time. Sure. Sure. Um, because sometimes they just keep the drinks flowing all night long. Mm. And if you can't hold your liquor like me, yeah, you're just, you end up, yeah. it just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, so that's bad because you know you're you're playing four, five, six nights a week, mm -hmm. and every night people are just buying you drinks. Yeah. Um, and when you're young, you kind of lack the discipline to say, "Oh no, no, I'm good." Sure. You're just like, "Woo!" Yeah, woo! Give me another. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't do that now. I feel terrible the next day. Yeah. yeah. Takes you like a week to recover. Yeah. So yeah. the artist Haven, thank you for the super chat. Super appreciated. Says, um, happy super holidays to my favorite brothers on YouTube. I'm looking at starting a podcast in 2024, but I'm struggling on what to talk about. Any tips to help me narrow down the plethora of ideas that I have? Thanks for all that you do. Much love from Texas. So um, I recommend just, you know, kind of doing a little bit of soul searching and thinking like, you what know, you hey, talk about. Yeah. Like, hey, well, what is it? You know, what is it that I would love to share with people? Is it, you know, something to where it would add some type of, you know, like direct value in terms of like, you know, helping people like do something. Um, or do I just wanted to like talk about, you know, the way that I think about, you know, all these different things. Like there's so many different things that you could talk about. I would just pick the thing that you would just love to talk about all the time. Like what well, one place to go for this. And I, I recommend this when people are, are talking about starting YouTube channels too, is, you know, what is it that you talk about when you are around friends and you are, you know, just you know, talking it up. Like, you know, what are the things that, you know, the conversation usually goes in the direction of? Um, I would, you know, consider that as one of, you know, the the things to consider. Um, in addition to that, I would also think about like, okay, um, why am I doing this? If you're doing it for like, you know, just sharing your, you know, thoughts and opinions about that particular thing, that's one thing. But if you're like, hey, I want to turn this into something that I can like monetize, you know, relatively easy and things like that, then in that case, you're going to need to research some of those topics and see the different ways that you might be able to monetize those topics as well so that you can make sure that you are, you know, giving yourself the best opportunity to be able to, you know, to monetize those. So speaking of drinking, and I don't think Tish, Are you going to tell her to talk about drinks? I don't think Tish was partaking, <laughs> but I, I hung out one night with Tish at, at Bid Summit mm -hmm. two years ago, and mm -hmm. we talked and talked and talked and talked. We're going through so, the form still, Zach. So uh, one thing I learned from her is she's had, she's been on an amazing journey mm -hmm. and she's come a long way. She's been, she's had her ups and downs mm -hmm. and she's experienced life, the good, mm -hmm. the bad. Yep. So she, she definitely comes from this, from a place of RV life. You could talk about the RV experience. She's uh, doing the RV thing. Um, yeah. My point is she has a, just a, an enormous amount of life experience. Mm. And uh, Tish, I would say, you know, think back if if you and i or or, or with nick or your friends or, or people people maybe you just meet it the first time when you're talking to a vid summit you're sitting around at the bar like we were and you're talking what's something that you could have talked about with us for hours yep. something that could that would have just inspired you to carry on the conversation for hours you if start you, talking about it you start getting pumped up like oh yeah here yeah, we go yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Even if it's just telling your stories and your experiences, like whatever that is to you, maybe that's what you should be podcasting about. You know, love it. What, what, what did it, you know, what could we have stayed up until 4 a.m. talking about yeah. with no effort whatsoever? Mm -hmm. Just talking and it felt comfortable and you just felt inspired to keep talking mm -hmm. and you didn't want to go to bed. Talk about that, what, whatever that is. Love it.
Yeah, Motive Music says, for me, that's uh, music education and, and uh, complex learners. Love it. So uh, next up, we've got, uh, okay, we did build with Mooney already. So now we're on number 15 here. We've got China Jacker Roll. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, they oh, do number? a cover channel. We're on uh, 15. 15. Mm -hmm. They have a cover channel. The, they have been on YouTube for less than six months. The goal of the channel is to sing covers, bring people to some peace while they're in the shower or doing daily activities because I enjoy them. Question. Bring peace while you're in the shower. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just putting this out there. Are your showers not peaceful? No. Like what, what's going I on? I listen to music in the shower. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put my phone up on the, on the thing up here. Uh -huh. I'll put my phone up there and I'll just like listen to just like Do random you? music. Yeah. I find only if it's a head shave day or a shave day because that takes a little bit more time. Um, but if it's a if it's a shave day, then yeah, I'll put that up there. If it's not a shave day, then I'll just I'll just get in and out real quick. I find the act of showering itself and complete Soothing. silence mm. just peaceful, peaceful. within yeah. itself. It is like I don't get into the shower and like, oh my god, oh, this is great. great, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what am I doing here? I can do this all day, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unless it's cold, yeah, and, and then I'm like, this yeah. is terrible. But generally, it's just kind of like chill. I, just, I like the sound of the water and mm. the, the splash. But you listen to music. Yeah. Yeah, on shave days. On shave days. Yeah, because yeah. I'm in there long enough to, to make it make sense. Mm. Sometimes it'll be music. Sometimes, like, I'll be listening to, like, a podcast or something like that, and then I'll move it over there, an audio book, and I'll just take it in the shower with me and just keep going. Mm. So um, the question is, uh, so when people say that you have to use curiosity to attract people to your thumbnail, is that for cover songs, too? Because I look at the some videos from oh. other creators with my – um, audience and just make their thumbnail the name of the song. Yeah, um, in doing covers, I would I would focus it on the artist. If you can find imagery that um, that you can use, you can use Wikipedia to find that. So if you go to Wikipedia um, over there, if you click on the images on Wikipedia, it will tell you the usage rights for the image. So if you can find images to where you can attribute and then you can put that attribution in your comments or not your comment section, but your video description, then in that particular case, using those um, you know those images to help people identify that you know that it's a song by that person is definitely something to consider if you wanted to put the text name of the song that's also fine as well um, i wouldn't necessarily do the curiosity thing unless you do it through the content itself so for example d and i were talking earlier about like a heavy metal versions of christmas song or christmas versions of heavy, heavy metal songs right so in that case it's like you know i turned uh you know master of puppets which is a Metallica song. So I turned Master of Puppets into a Christmas song, right? In that case, that creates curiosity because then anybody that likes Christmas songs and knows about Metallica is going to be like, how did they do that? It would and be then it will create that you know, curiosity So there. much more fun on these streams if you just bit the bullet and said, you know what, I'm, I'm going to get demonetized on this stream. Mm -hmm. or I'm going to lose my AdSense on this stream. Mm -hmm. And then it would just allow us to sing stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know how I am, though, man. I'm just like, yeah. I, I, you know I, what yeah. I mean? Right. Because you right. still get the super chats. Sure, you sure, sure. You still get the super chats. Right. But it's like, and you might even get more super chats if we're just like, hey, look, we're just going to sing stuff and hum stuff. I like to keep it lose. clean, man. I like to keep the channel clean. Oh, man. I want like, as few I, dings as possible on I, my channel. It's like, you say so many things. I know. And, and I just, <laughs> yeah. like, I just want to, like, yeah. I know. Like, I almost just did the. Huh? Metallica yeah. thing. Yeah. I almost did it, just did it again. Yeah. The guitar. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. I, I know what you're trying to do, though. Yeah, I can hear it. Anybody in the chat, you, you, can, can, you yeah. might be able to hear it. Yeah. yeah. Ah, I just want to do it. It would make it. Ah. So it'd probably be fine. But, you know, just, you yeah. know, I just like to, you know, just be safe. This is what I do. So, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, keep it uh, safe and clean. Don't like to run any risks there. 
So uh, ter- I, Tarantula. I, I just want to add one more thing yeah, to the censored one covers. Yeah, yeah. And I know you didn't ask this specifically oh, yeah, because you were asking about thumbnails. One thing that really intrigues me about covers isn't necessarily that someone's doing a cover an exact song. Like, like here's the cover exactly like they did it. Mm-hmm. What interests me is like different versions of yeah. the cover. So and I'm just randomly pulling this out. So just say. Like a Christmas version of a Metallica song. Yeah. Or like um, Adele, someone like you, but synthwave. Right. And then you got like, you know, a, a synthwave thumbnail with like Adele with like the 80s sunglasses on it. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like yep. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm clicking on that. Sure. Stuff like that really yep. intrigues me when it comes to covers versus just like. I'm doing a version that sounds exactly like what they did. Yeah. Like the, their version's probably good. Yeah. Yeah. So, and it's just food for thought. <laughs> so, uh, next up, we've got, uh, let's see here. So, the channel is uh, Tarantula, I think is how I'm supposed to say that. Uh, they do exotic pet content. The goal of the channel says, I want to share my passion for spiders. That's oh, okay, cool. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> yep, that's it for D. <laughs> The question is, what should I focus on to improve, to level up in content creation? So I just put out a video, the, it was three videos ago. So I published one yesterday on the things that you should be doing to your YouTube channel to kind of prep the channel itself for going into 2024. Make sure you watch that one. If you're a new content creator, make sure you watch the video on things, uh, the one that says every new YouTuber should watch this. A lot of really good information in that particular one about just things you gotta make sure that you are going to face, regardless if you're doing it as a hobby or you know a uh, you know, a, a, a career. So, you know, making sure that you watch that video for that and just getting the nuance of all that stuff. And then the video before that one is a video about skills. Um, that particular video shares 10 core skills that are really important for propelling yourself as a content creator. Um, so I would definitely make sure that you check out that video so you can, you know, so you can get the insights on all of that. Got a super chat here. American English with Brent. Thank you for the super chat. It says, I'm working with a Chinese company, spreading my content over Chinese social media, 70-30 split. Things seem on the up and up. Have you heard any horror stories about this type of business? Um, I have not. Um, I've never worked with anybody that's done that, and I've never done it myself. So, uh, so no, I can't, say that I, uh, I can't say that I have any information at all about that. That um, might be a good thing for... Uh, for are, are, they, are they putting you in Daoyin, or are they putting you like on a bunch of different mu- music... Or not music. You're not doing music. Uh, what are they putting you on exactly? Yeah, he's I, doing English speaking. He's English teaching speaking. people English. Okay. No, I have not heard any horror stories, but I have met some Chinese people who do very well. They make a lot of money teaching foreigners Chinese on various apps. Oh. Like they make a lot of money. Mm. So I, I, I don't well, know. Well, his would be going in the other direction. So he's getting put into the Chinese market. To uh, to basically as a yeah so basically right. he's being inserted there instead of it being Chinese right. going my, out. My yeah. point that I was getting at is I think there's a legit market for it. Oh, got yeah, it. That was my point. Got I know it. people who are doing it the other way that are doing really well. I uh, I, I haven't heard any horror stories, but love the idea though. Yeah, love the idea. Yeah. So uh, next up, we've got um, official Stella Core. They upload one time per week or more. The goal of the uh, channel. Really quick, one thing, just make sure if you're signing any contracts with them, you want to make sure that you're not giving them any um, ownership of the content. There we go. Yeah. Um, the goal of the channel here is to explore AI technology and its possibilities. The question, how can I better direct my content to people who want to actually see it? I receive literal hate and death threats for using AI. I would love to target what? my content only to people who are open to AI. 
So here's the thing. When you put yourself out there on the internet, um, regardless of the type of content you make, there's going to be people that will, you know, dig what it is that you do. There's going to be people that, you know, will hate on what it is that you do. So the thing that you have to make sure that you focus on is the people that dig what it is that you do. Because the people that are not, they're going to be very difficult to convert, and it's not your job to convert those people. So because of that, I would focus on serving people that are already into AI, even though people that are not are still going to see the content. Some of those people are going to respond to it, but YouTube system will, you know, kind of handle some of that over time, but they're still going to test your content against people and people are going to come into that and they're, you know, some people are going to give you a hard time. But um, another thing to think about too is just make sure that you are super clear in your thumbnails through the imagery that you're using um, and or the text that you're putting on your thumbnails that it does have something to do with AI um, for the sake of making sure that it's grabbing the attention of people that, you know, that are into it. And you're basically making it to where they can identify it the easiest. Even something simple, like just putting a big AI, right, on some of your thumbnails, like that type of thing, um, just for the sake of helping them identify it. You're still, because all this stuff is new right now, you're still gonna get people that are coming in that are gonna be afraid of it. You're gonna get people coming in that are, that are going to think that it's like cheating or, you know, something like that. Doesn't matter, do your thing. Stay in your lane, keep serving your audience, and just remember, for everybody here that gets hate on anything it is that you do, remember that you're doing what it is that you do for the people that you are serving. You're not doing it for the haters. They're gonna hate, they're gonna do whatever it is that they're gonna do. They're gonna say whatever it is that they're gonna say, but you are doing it for the people that are that are you know going to receive the value from what it is that you're doing, not the people that are going to oppose it. Imagine hating something so bad that you feel compelled to give death threats right. over the internet right. because someone is making AI content. Right. Here's what you do. You hide Set up an AI bot. That no, no, will, no oh, hold on, hold on. You hide those people <laughs> from your channel. You have an option, you click the little, the little ellipsis button and you can hide them from your channel. Yeah. They don't know that they're hidden. Yeah. So they're leaving comments into the void. Mm -hmm. Old men yelling at clouds. They don't, yep. you're not gonna see them anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and you just wait. Yep. Because AI, as AI involves, AI will take care of those people for yep. you. Right. Skynet. <laughs> Skynet is eventually oh, going to come it. and take care of them for you. Right. So just wait. I do want to add something, though. Um, I do want to add, um, because one thing I, I mentioned was that you know, you're doing it for the people that, you know, that you're serving. So if you are making a, co a content where you are like really opinionated and stuff like that, there is a place for that, too. So you know, if you are making content, you know, some people will make content for the sake of triggering people to come in and like argue with them. So there is that whole side of things as well, and some of those channels do very well. But from what it is that you're doing, it doesn't seem you know, like that's that's the route that you're taking but just a heads up you know um in terms of like from a branding perspective having strong opinions and having you know people that oppose those opinions that's a you know that's a that's a uh you know branding tactic that you can use to where you're sharing your opinions and all that and then you create the you know the haters for that and you essentially call them out not call them out as like haters but to the people that support what it is that you do you reference them as the other side right um and and that can also be you know a strong thing for for building a brand as well so um, back to American English with Brent. He says it's pretty much all the um, Chinese social media. The money they're talking about is crazy, well into the six figures. The money um, will come with private English courses. Yeah, so when I was talking about people that I've met who were doing ridiculously well, yeah, they're, I mean, they're making stupid money. Like just like money money that to the Western market, it doesn't even make sense. And they have some other things on various apps, which is equal to like a super thanks on YouTube. So on YouTube, a lot of people don't do well with the super thanks. Mm -hmm. I, I think it depends on your channel, but generally speaking, I don't mm -hmm. hear anybody really doing well with the super thanks. There are people who are full-time creators in China 
making stupid money just off their version of super thanks on some of those apps. Also got to keep in mind the, the size of the population there, you know, over a billion people, they have a lot of people on social media. So if they can get you in front of the right people, you might make a lot of money, man. Just don't give them the rights. You know, like if you're going to give them any sort of rights, make sure it's just for the, the country. Make sure you're not giving them any worldwide rights to anything. So wasn't it you that was telling me about like some of the influencers over there, how basically some of the social media apps and stuff, they'll, they'll geolocate them yeah. and they'll only serve them to people around. And then like some of the people that are selling stuff, yeah. they will go and hang out in like the nice areas so that, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. that's who's seeing their content. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so yeah. they increase their likelihood of sales. T tell that story real quick. Yeah, that, that's yeah, just yeah. interesting. I think it was super clever. Right. So, uh, so, so one thing that they do and in, in, well, it, it's, Online selling is huge in Asia to begin with, mm -hmm. just where people are going live and they're selling stuff. Just, yeah. It doesn't matter what they're selling, they're no. selling anything. It's like the, the Amazon live selling on yeah. steroids, yeah. right? Really popular in Asia. Mm -hmm. uh, one thing that they do in, in China that's crazy is for the apps that will geolocate them, they will go and set up camp to do live streams on the streets in wealthy neighborhoods. So they'll be geolocated by people who have money to increase the likelihood that they're going to get more sales. So they'll have just entire live streaming, you know, 20, 30, 40 people. A lot of them are women that are camped out on the, with these mobile live streaming systems. Like one with right like next 40 phones. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll have like a phone yeah. set up and all these lights just literally sitting on the sidewalk one right after the other, like in an, in a nice affluent neighborhood mm -hmm. to increase the likelihood that they're going to get people viewing with money. It's crazy. Yeah. Smart. But crazy. Yeah, yeah that's, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, the next channel wild here. Wild over there, yeah. The next channel here to get us back on uh, track is uh, Studio Nova TV. Hey, Brightmaster, today's Hey, happy birthday, Brightmaster. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Welcome to your first, uh, you know, welcome to your 21st birthday. 21, your 21st you, year on the planet. Do you remember your 21st birthday? Boy, do I, because of you. You, me, and Craig Glarden took a trip to Florida. What? I don't know if you remember this. I probably don't. Yeah, my 21st he keeps birthday. He telling me these stories about yep. me that I don't remember. Right? <laughs> so, yeah, I think your time in Mexico, like, blocked a bunch of stuff. So, yeah. so yeah, so my, for my 21st, this is the type of brother he is. So, uh -oh. for my 21st birthday. Is this a good story or bad story? It's a good story. Okay. So, my 21st birthday, um, my brother, so uh, at that time, his, you know, business and everything, like, he was doing, like, well at that time. So, the first thing he did is he took me to a mall, and he got me, like, a really nice suit. And he's like, hey, you know, every guy needs, like, you oh, know, a good right. suit. I Hold on. Like oh, a... we're still going. That's right. So, he's like, you know, every guy needs, like, a good suit because you got to represent yourself, you know, well sometimes, things like that, right? So, he took me to the mall and got me, like, a really nice suit. He's like, just pick one that you like. And I did. And it ended up being, like, a really expensive suit. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. And he's like, hey, that's the one you picked. Like, we're getting that one. So, he did that. Then um, we ended up driving, and then we ended up driving your Cadillac. It was tan. It was like a tan suit. Yeah, it is. Suit. Yeah. I remember yeah. that. Holy yep. cow. It's a tan suit. Wow. Um, and then uh, we ended up driving your Cadillac, me, you, and Craig. 1972, yep. mint condition Cadillac, Cadillac Eldorado, Eldorado drop top, yep. oxblood red, white leather seats. Yep. We ended up Cherry. driving that car from Ohio down to Florida. We drove that to Florida? We drove it to Florida. And then if you remember, when we got there, we got there like right as the sun was coming up and all this stuff. And we all had the foolish idea of going to sleep on the beach. Oh, yes. I remember that. Yep. Miami. Yep. Miami so Beach. Yep. And oh, it's coming, my God. It's coming together, that. right? Yes. So, yeah. So, we drive this car down to uh, Miami Beach. We drove like, you know, all night or whatever to get wow, down there. Wow. 
I forgot that. So Holy we, cow. we drive down, we get to Miami Beach, we decide to just sleep on the beach because, hey, you know, it's like the sun's coming up, whatever, let's just, let's just sleep here, this will be awesome. And we fell asleep. So we get there, yeah, we, we fell asleep on the oh, beach. I remember this now. Our friend, we ended up like going into like sleeping bags or covering ourselves up, I'm not sure how it didn't happen to us, but our friend ended up like worming his way out of whatever it was that he was covering himself with to sleep. And uh, he ended up getting baked like a lobster. So basically, when we woke up the next day, he was completely beet red, and it, it ruined the rest of his trip because he could hardly even walk. He was so uh, he was so rough. Cooked. But yeah, anyway, for my twenty first birthday, he got me like a really nice suit, and then uh, he took me and a friend on vacation down to Miami, Florida. Fist bump. Love you, man. You're I, awesome. <laughs> some of my coolest experiences just in life in general have come from stuff. this guy. I forgot. So, some uh, of that so yeah, that's, that's just one of them. I don't remember driving the car down there. God, we yep. must have spent a fortune in gas. In gas. That yeah. thing was a guzzler. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. Wow. So, yep. yeah. Happy happy 21st. Yeah, happy 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, Amer- uh, Brent, let me say this. My, so, my, my, my girlfriend is Chinese. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have any questions... Not that we can answer all of them, but shoot me a, a DM on Twitter or something. If I'm not following you, you might have to at me and say, hey, I'm trying to get a hold of you. If you need, need to bounce something off of me, let me know, and I can have her look at it. Again, I can't guarantee anything. She might not know, but, like, she can at least read Chinese. Yep. So, Mandarin. Wow, 21. 21. I was, I, was in, uh, I was in California. Yeah, I turned 21 in, in Hollywood, California. When you are on the Music uh, Institute? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Nice. Going to music school there. Nice. Yeah, and yeah, and I it wasn't. It should have been wild. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember it, so I think maybe, maybe it was. Maybe it was. <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember it. So Studio Nova TV, um, they have a manga voiceover and anime review channel. The goal That's of the cool. channel is building an audience and possibly doing YouTube professionally. The question is, I've been trying to increase my upload frequency later, uh, lately, and I've managed to upload a mixture of long-form videos and shorts over the past month, but now I'm expanding the content. I noticed that my impressions have dropped significantly. Any idea on what I could possibly be doing wrong? So in terms of the impressions that you're getting on your videos, it's all going to come down to how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. So. When you're putting out more content, you have YouTube prioritizing the content that you have out on your channel um, based on you know the stuff that people are responding to you know at the highest level. So because of that, you know when you start putting out more content, you know some of the content's going to be better, and then it's going to you know end up getting the uh, you know more of the activity um, than some of the other content as well. So you know like I'm looking at your content here, and there's another huge glaring problem um, that is also impacting your channel right now. So I'm looking at your videos tab. And you have one, two, three, four. You only have six videos on your channel on your videos tab. I haven't went to the shorts yet. But basically for your long form content, you just started uploading that content again. And your last one was three weeks ago. And then you did three days ago. Um, So basically, you really only have two recent videos on your YouTube channel. One thing that can happen is when you become inconsistent on YouTube and you're not publishing, you know, to you know, to keep, you know, people coming back to the channel or whatever, is that uh, YouTube will prioritize other content. Like you will, you'll still get impressions, you know, here and there and all that. But YouTube actually has, if you go to the YouTube or the Google help pages um, and you go to the YouTube section, they actually have a whole blurb there. I think I've shared this out on Twitter recently. I know I've shared it in some live streams, but basically the whole thing, it says that, you know, if you, you know, basically stop uploading that, you know, that you'll get less impressions on your videos and they don't give any detailed information there but one of the you know theories behind that 
is that you don't have that new content out that's feeding the channel, right, with those new published, the new published videos that is getting in front of new people that can bring them in for that, you know, for that new content. So then because of that, everything over time ends up kind of fading. And then, you know, the rest of the content suffers because of it. Now, when it comes to your shorts, totally different thing because there you know you are serving a different audience but even with there you got three six nine twelve you got 14 uh you know shorts as well so right now with the amount of content that you have on your channel um it's good that you're paying attention it's awesome that you are in there looking at your impressions for the small amount of content that you have you're crushing like you're doing great like there's things that you know you can definitely improve on um you know, like in your thumbnails for example putting like the episode number stuff like that but you know like your your first video one year ago you got twenty eight thousand views eight thousand views eleven thousand views wow. two point eight thousand views four thousand views um wow. and then the one you did three days ago you only have 10 views on that one so keep in mind that the performance of your new video is not necessarily tied to the performance of old videos. So when you see a new video not performing well, it's not because the you know previous video or anything like that, it's because people just aren't responding to that particular video, right? So because of that, I would go in and I would look at the retention on that video, go look at the click-through rate on that video. You have videos on your channel that have done well, so you have content to compare them against. So go in and you always have to factor the impressions that you're getting because the more impressions that you get, the harder it is to you know maintain the attention of a large group of people compared to a few people. So because of that, you have to make sure that you are looking at, you know, that you're considering the impressions when you're looking at the stats, but compare, um, you know, the videos that are like 10 views, like that's not even enough to really, uh, you know, do much with, but, uh, but I would definitely go in and, uh, just, you know, see how, you know, the videos are comparing against that one. But really like with that one, I would like share it in your community feed. I would update the thumbnail, maybe update the title, um, on that particular one, because so far it is having like a pretty rough start. Um, so I would definitely go in and kind of mess with that one unless your understanding of the niche and your audience is strong enough to where you're like, yeah, they'll definitely respond well to this. It just needs to get in front of enough people. In that case, then then don't touch it. But if you're like, yeah, you know, maybe this could be better in terms of grabbing people's attention um, so that they'll, you know, click on it, come in and watch it. Uh, then you might want to make, you know, you might want to make those changes. Super, Super chat. chat. Uh, American English with Brent says, D, I appreciate the offer. I'll hit you up. Yeah, so Boom. X has this crazy thing if, uh, because I'm not verified, and I don't know if you are or not, but we can't DM each other. Um, so if you can't just Hold on, me. what? You can't DM on X if you're not there, verified? So if you're verified and you try to ver you yeah, they try to limit the DMs now. They're trying to to get you to upgrade. Oh, interesting. So I didn't know to, that. Yeah, because yeah. I'm already a paid user, so I didn't know that they were putting those limitations. Yeah, interesting. yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah. you just at me, like, hey, trying to DM you. Mm. Uh, I check in on X every couple of days. Mm. So, so Next Thank up. You, okay, we did Studio Nova. So uh, let's go to the next one, which D here's, is number 19. Here's something here. So Practice Makes Pervert, funny channel name. It says, um, I feel lazy making my side of something that's already been done so they're talking about is it okay so here's a question is it lazy to remake content that's already been made by you or someone else uh the way i understand it is you look at something that someone else has made and you made your version of it do you think that's lazy um i think it's a good starting point and i think that in a lot of niches that there are that there is overlap but if you want to stand out doing original stuff is definitely the thing. So, you know, for example, um, if you look at my last video that I have on my YouTube channel, um, even though there is some crossover in terms of the information, because I do talk about things that I do talk about on occasion, and that everybody else talks about just to make sure that people that are interacting with that content knows about those things. But in terms of the value proposition of that video, it's the only one, 
right? So because of that, you know, doing those types of things that help you, you know, stand out is definitely something that's helpful. The video before it, same exact thing. It's the only one. Um, in terms of, you know, the concept, you know, some people, you know, might have done something similar, but in terms of like how it's all set up, you know, how it's all uh, framed, so to speak, like every new YouTuber should watch this. And it's basically just giving a full breakdown of all of the things that, you know, that you need to keep in mind as a new content creator. Like those, that that is not just about, you know, the tactical stuff, um, but also just other things that you're gonna be dealing with. Um, nobody has that video either. So, you know, when it comes to, uh, you know, using, the general idea is inspiration. Um, I think that that's fine. And sometimes there's gonna be overlap. It's just how it is. Like, you know, two people do have the same idea. That's why, you know, there's, you know, more than one type of phone. That's why there's more than one type of watch, more than one type of mouse Brian and so G, on. Brian G, ready? Right? Brian yeah. G says, think pizza. Imagine if no other chef ever made pizza because oh, it's God, that's good. Done. That's so good. So good, Brian Then G. we would only be left with pineapple pizza. Right. And the world would be a better, better place. place. Peace yeah. on earth. Yeah. Peace on earth. We, yep. we would have, we would peace have on no earth. tension. We would have no like, if stress. we had one chef making pizza yep. and they yep. just passed it down to the generation. Yep. What type of pizza do you want? Move, move over to Elon, move over Jeff Bezos, yeah. move over oil tycoons in Saudi yeah. Arabia. We have the cheese and the tomato sauce yep. and we have the pineapple. Yeah. You take the pizza. I don't think yeah, we got pizza. Mario over here making yeah. pizza. Mario's yep. making the richest person in the world. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah. So world peace. Yeah, love that. But yeah, so when it comes to YouTube, though, like, you know, um, you know, ideas, uh, you know, like there definitely can be overlap. But, you know, the more original that you are um, and the more that you do, you know, come up with new stuff that, you know, other people haven't done before. That's just how you, you know, one, stay ahead of everybody else in terms of, you know, like, oh, hey, nobody's I've never watched a video like this before. Nobody's ever shared that with me before. Those types of things. Um, the, the, the more of that that you can do, the better off. Um, but of course, you know, there are proof things like some people just recommend like hey go find all the content in your niche that performs well and then just make all of that video make all those videos for yourself and then just ride that so you can have a successful channel but if you're so, creative that can that can be a difficult thing right because you're like hey I, I want to create stuff I want to be an actual creator I don't want to just like mimic somebody else so when when it comes to that you know that's where you have to make sure that you're introducing your own ideas and that you are coming up with you know your own with your own stuff so yeah I know um, they said I was asking more for how do you conquer the fear yeah I know that I was just asking the question if it was lazy in regards to how do you conquer the fear you just do it no nope. yeah i mean there, there's no other answer to conquering fear other than doing the thing mm -hmm. whatever it is what are you afraid of the only way to get to to kill that fear is to do the thing mm -hmm. and keep doing the thing yep that's it there's yep. no there's no there's nothing there's no motivation there's no you just have to do the thing jerry says i'm going to make believe i never heard d's pizza maker impression yeah you know <laughs> Uh, and we were assuming yeah we were assuming that, that they would that, be italian that that what was that italian yeah i think so that was like a terrible yeah. my apologies to all the italians listening yeah i'm probably gonna get canceled yeah for nikki that says that uh that her husband is a third generation italian so yeah so yeah so uh so there you go so that's where d got so canceled. Getting canceled now canceled yeah. for christmas hashtag <laughs> hashtag canceled, canceled for christmas, christmas. Yeah. what did you get for christmas canceled yeah, how about I you the, i got the canceled and the pineapple <laughs> pizza <laughs> Oh goodness! Listen, if you're gonna yep. cancel me, that's a great thing to cancel me yeah, for. I yeah. will take, I will take it, and and I'll be right. back in a year. Out of all the other things that you could be canceled yeah. for, yeah, that's listen, a pretty, that's a pretty listen, easy one. If yeah. that's all you got on me, <laughs> <laughs> if that's all you got on me, I will take it oh, all I love day it. long. Love it.
Love it, love it, love it. Okay. Yeah, conquer the fear, man. Listen, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Stop get out of your own way. Yeah, yep. stop overthinking it. Yep. Get out of your own way. Yep. Stop thinking, what, just do it. Just just get out of this live stream right now and just go do it. Yep. You know, uh, the first time that I went skydiving, which also was because of D. <laughs> Right. So the first time, and you were there the second time too. Yeah, but I so, had a broken foot. So, so. I know. So the, the, the first time that I went skydiving, um, uh, basically it was a tandem jump. Both times actually it was tandem. And, Weak. and I know, right? Weak. I should have just like grabbed something and just jumped out of the plane. So I should have done. But, Tom um, Cruise, man, got the right? mask on. Right. High altitude. I should jumping. just rid up on the outside, just right up on the wing. Yeah. yeah if I was a real man. No. But yeah. So basically, I gotta, I gotta tell. Hold on. We're talking about jump about fear here. So basically, no, what we're gonna talk about real fear when you're done. Okay. So <laughs> what the what the instructor did is uh, basically they got me like close to the door. It did, this didn't happen the second time, but the first time. So basically you're riding up in the plane, right? And you're, you know, you're sitting there and the, the plane's super loud because, you know, it's just the type of plane. Yeah, who was flying the plane? Super loud at that time, I'm not sure. Um, but sure. basically, no, Carrie wasn't at that time. Yeah. No, the not, not that one. No, the second the time. The second time. The second time, yeah, but not yeah. the first. So the, um, the first time, what the guy did is uh, basically we were going up, th we were going up there. And as we started getting to the area that we were going to actually jump out, then they open the door and it gets really loud. The air's blowing in there like crazy. And then you start getting scared because you're like, oh, here we go. And then you get over close to the door and the guy's like, okay, we're going to jump on three. So, you know, just get ready to like jump on three. And he kept emphasizing that. I'm like, okay, okay. And he's like, you know, we jump out, you know, make sure you kick your legs up, all this stuff. So we get to the we kind of scoot over to the door and we sit there and I'm looking down and I'm kind of freaking out a little bit. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. And then I hear him start to count and he's like, okay, you're ready. And I'm like, yeah, let's go. And he, he's like one. And I'm like, Oh God, here we go. Here we go. And he goes two and just goes and just pushes us out. And at that time, like we didn't even get to three. It was just on two. He ended up going. So basically what he was doing, he was letting me anticipate three so that he could safely get me out the door on two so I wouldn't like hold on to anything or whatever. So when it comes to fear, the whole thing I'm trying to get at is like in his particular case, he got past my fear to, instead of me being like, okay, I'm going to jump on like three, which was what I was thinking. He just went ahead and just pushed me through before I had time to think about it and react. So, uh, you know, what D was just talking about in terms of like getting out of your own way or whatever and just doing the thing, best thing go you can do. Go on two is what he's trying go to say. Go on two. Yep, go on two. You just sum that up. That so would have been a better landing. Jump on yeah, two. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a better landing. Jump on yeah, two. You could have saved me and jumped in on that. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, maybe next no, time. No, I just wanted to let you trip all over the words. <laughs> <and just sit. laughs> right. Yeah, so I'm working on that. Yeah, yeah so the second time you jumped, and yeah, we're telling some stories here today. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's Christmas. Yeah. Second time you yeah. jumped. So a friend of ours, Carrie, I don't mm -hmm. know if you're watching or not, Carrie. Shout out to Carrie. Shout out to Carrie. Uh, she's a pilot, and mm -hmm. she, we, were out at, we were all hanging out at a, a drop zone. We mm -hmm. were actually like, she, she had yep. like an RV. We're all staying at the drop zone. There this a bunch video of was on my All Our Questions channel, by the yes, way. Yes, it was. Yep. Yes, it was. Yep. And Still so. Is. Yeah. She was, she's the one who was, she was the pilot that kept taking all the, the, the jumpers out and just jump after jump after jump. And so I went up in the passenger seat and it, it went with her and she's kind of, Carrie, I don't know if you're watching this, but you know, you're kind of crazy. So that's not yeah. even like, that's not even <laughs> but like in a, a good shock. way, in crazy a good way. In, a, yeah. in a great fun way. Yeah. So we're up there and I had a broken foot, so I couldn't jump. And she's flying and, and I'm in the passenger seat and she's like, you sure you're buckled? And the, the guys all jumped out. And she's like, are you, you sure you're all buckled in? And I said, yeah. Took the plane and just like nosedived the plane. Mm -hmm. Just nosedived the plane. And, and it was like, uh, it was pure weightlessness. Mm -hmm. And she just took it, she took it down like a, like a stunt pilot. Mm -hmm. As far and fast, did you do the same yes. thing? Yeah. That was terrifying. It was. And she didn't tell me she was going to do it. She yeah. said, you buckled up. 
And I was like, yeah, why? And I was like, oh. <laughs> that was crazy. Anyway, yeah. Good stuff. That was terrifying. Yeah. That was scarier than jumping, jumping out, out of the plane. Yeah. Yeah, because you don't have that certainty. You're not like, you know, ah, yeah, my chute's probably going to open. Well, Instead, even, it's like, what's going on? I didn't even know it was going to happen. It was just like, surprise. Right. Yeah, I had no idea. As far as I knew, like the plane was going down. I had no idea. So next up, we've got gardening with uh, Bear Brown is our next question here. They've been on YouTube for, uh, or they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. They do gardening content. The goal of the channel is to teach people to, how to grow food and to go full-time one day. The question is, when gaining subs from shorts, do I have to make keep making shorts to keep that audience? I mean, will subs from shorts convert into long form? I don't really make that many shorts. I did one two days ago and gained 180 subs. Thanks, Nick and D. Happy holidays. Happy so, holidays. So um, some of those viewers can come over. So basically how things seem to be working right now is when you make a short and you have shorts that do well and people are responding to those shorts, then YouTube is recommending some of your long form content to them as well. So if they choose to respond to your long form content, like they choose to click on it, they choose to come in and watch, then in that particular case, then you'll be able to pull them over. But if you can get them to respond in shorts, but you can't get them to click on your long form content because either the topic doesn't align or just how you're grabbing their attention or the title isn't compelling or the general topic isn't compelling, then in that particular case, then you know you might miss that opportunity. Um, they might still you know show them occasionally or whatever because they are subscribed, but, um, but YouTube is, you know, working on making that connection. And they, I mean, they've made it. So they're, you know, they've made that connection between, you know, short form viewers and long form viewers, but you still have to be able to get people to respond to, you know, to the, to the long form. Brent, I just found you and replied. Next up. We've got uh, Darker Things, love the channel name. Uh, it's a true crime channel. The goal is to explore why people do disturbing things. Um, that sounds a little bit uh, scary there. The question, uh, what can I do to improve my thumbnails? I know they need work. So we're not looking at channels today. Um, um, I am going to start doing channel reviews again over on the TubeSpanner channel uh, glance, in, the, in the new year. So uh, make sure that you uh, keep, keep an eye out for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna glance because the, the so, name is intriguing. So uh, the next channel is Ooh, Just Reminisce. Your, your thumbnails are creepy. Okay, there you go. Your thumbnails are creepy. My only advice to you is if you're making thumbnails, don't crop them in weird ways. Like you've got like a 16 by nine ratio, but like your image might be cut off on the left and the right, and it might have black bars on the side. Oh, they're putting squares in there? Or you might have like a circle. Fill out the thumbnail. Make mm. sure you're using all, of the th use all the real estate in the thumbnail. Yeah. Otherwise, your thumbnails are really creepy. Mm. Good job. Um, but the type of channel here, I'll start this one over. So it's just remnants. Uh, they've been on YouTube for less than six months. The type of channel is true animated story times. The goal of the channel is extra income. The question is, I'm thinking of adding to my animated channel about story times and adding celebrity news also. I'm thinking about a 30 minute to an hour long video once a week covering celebrity news, but I'm not sure if it'll help grow my channel, a little confused, but any information would help me at this point. Thank you for all that you do. So if you are doing animated story times, um, in that particular case, you are probably gonna be in front of a different audience than people that are into celebrity gossip. So because of that, um, I would pick, you know, one of those or pick, you know, a dedicated one for that particular channel and run with that. 
the advantage of talking about anything that's popular, you know, celebrity news, any trending topics, any things like that in general, is that you get a lot of opportunities to be in front of, you know, a large amount of people that are interested in that topic at this moment in time, which gives you the opportunity to ride trends uh, on YouTube. So uh, that type of thing it can be very advantageous as long as people respond well to the celebrity news that you do. Um, but in terms of making 30 minutes to an hour long video, that's fine. You know, if it's an hour long to 30 minute video that covers celebrity news, um, that's perfectly fine. But I would just pay attention to your analytics once you, your audience retention reports once you do that, because you might find that people respond to that full hour, or you might find that people respond to 10 minutes, or you might find that people will watch for 30 minutes. But basically when you start putting those out, you're going to start getting feedback on how long people are watching those videos. So you need to either one, keep working on the, uh, you know, on the process of, you know, trying to get people through the full hour, um, or kind of shave them back a little bit. Um, so that people can come in and enjoy it for about the time that they enjoy it for. And then if you want to keep building it out from there, you know, then go for it. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's a, I think that's a fine idea. Um, but I would definitely make sure that you are picking a very clear audience because just general story time animations, um, that's going to be a different type of viewer than people that are interested in celebrity gossip and celebrity news. So I would like pick, you know, one for that channel and roll with that. Um, you know, if that, you know, fits into what you're trying to do. Unbridled Mayo, a member for five months is Mayor Christmas and cheers to everything hey merry christmas um also will be building a new studio from scratch next nice. year when i have a new apartment watch this space i'd love to hear nice that. love it love it exciting yeah, merry christmas. studio mm -hmm. and kusu woo says i'm not blinking until nick rd tells me to blink <sighs> we should just bring him on the cam and just do like a stare down and just a stare to down. see who like wins yeah <laughs> and then if he wins or she wins um i'll leave the show <laughs> and, and then if i win uh we kick him out we ban him from the channel right that's the yeah that, that's the uh, that's the options yeah right we play Love for it. keeps around here man <laughs> <laughs> so uh next up here we've got uh let's see here we did just remnants um already so we have You're at 22 right uh, 22, Zach Talks Tech. Yep. There he is. Zach uh, Talks he does Tech. Android and iPhone content. The type of channel is a tech channel. The goal of the channel says I help uh, people that love tech make the best buying decision possible by giving simple and honest tech reviews. The question, thank you for everything you both do for the creator community. You both have uh, really helped me get back into this back in October and being consistent with my content and streaming five times a week. I stream edit with the YouTube editor, add chapters, and then also repurpose the content with StreamYard to Instagram, TikTok, and another channel. Also, is a hot dog a sandwich? Okay. Real topic right there. Yeah, so, first of all- So did, nice work on getting consistent and staying consistent. It's hard. That's the hardest dude, part hard. of being a content creator. It's hard. The hardest thing that anybody here, in my opinion, the hardest thing that anybody here is going to, to deal with as a content creator is- is is being consistent one of the one of the flags that i always carry one of the messages that i always try to you know share with people is make sure that you're thinking about youtube as like a long game and that you're thinking about the sustainability and that you're that you're making sure that part of your focus as you're publishing content is to make sure that whatever cadence you choose if it's once a month if it's bi-weekly if it's weekly whatever just work if it's daily whatever it is just working the process of creating content into your lifestyle into a comfortable way so you can make sure that you can do it consistently for a long period of 
of time because um, that's that's how you win. Because when you do that, you're developing your skills quickly. You're testing a bunch of stuff quickly. You're quickly figuring out you know exactly what people are responding to and what they don't. And it just creates an amazing foundation to be able to do this for like a really long time. So so definitely do that. But congratulations to you for like getting that under control. Um, so is it's, a hot dog a sandwich? It's tough. I, I think a hot dog's a taco. Okay. I'm just calling it a taco. Okay. For, you know, there's bread. Is. But there, there's like bread and then meat in the middle. I don't know. Yeah. Is it meat? Yeah. Well, yeah. See, that's the real question yeah. there. Yeah. It's kind of like byproduct. You're asking the yeah. wrong question. Yeah. So, yeah. Is a hot dog even meat? Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, so, I, so I guess, yeah, I guess it would be like a did, sandwich taco did, burger. So Zach has a podcast, a oh. creator podcast. Okay. Uh, he invited me to come on. Okay. Nice. And I know you're really hard to get a hold of. So you're going to, Zach, is it okay to invite him to come on? Okay. Nice. Yeah. I'd, so, I'd love to. There yeah. you go. Yeah. You what, what's, the, what's the name of it? You got Nick too. There you go. What's the name of it? Um, ah, he told me it's it's in my chat history. Okay, but it's a, it's a creator focused. Yeah, yeah, hey podcast. Zach, man, if you want to just drop the name of that in the chat, just so if anybody here, um, anybody here that you know wants to you know go and listen to that podcast or you know listen to that conversation, definitely make sure that you uh, make sure that you you know follow that. Yep. So we've got yeah, uh, just to, to kind of piggyback on what you said about consistency and just making content. It's it, tough. It's, it's hard, man. It's tough. It is hard. I, I, That's why I've so struggled important. with it. I, like it's it's tough, and it's like I don't have the responsibilities of like having children. Mm -hmm. So uh, he does, mm -hmm. for example. So I, I can't even imagine. Like it's tough without children. I can't even imagine everything that's going on that kind of gets in your way, and then having children. Wow! Like kudos to all of you parents out there yeah. who are making all of this stuff work mm -hmm. while handling children dealing with children raising yep. children at the same time mm -hmm. yeah Absolutely. I, I don't know how you do it yep. yeah kudos to all of you border city rock talk um says and, and zach said that uh his his podcast is called it's uh zach talks tech convo with a creator there you go nice there we go yeah now let's talk after the new year zach so uh border city rock talk is the uh next channel here they the type of channel is a rock musician interviews oh i love it the goal of the channel is fun slash interest and the question is i set a date and time um, I upload my interviews and my subscribers wait for it. Recently, I was about to publish and I got a notice that my content had been flagged, either the audio or the thumbnail. I appealed and they reviewed. The thing is I had 4,000 views before I got word out and the review came out clean. So I actually lost out on that revenue. Is there a way for me to get that missed income back? Unfortunately, um, it, there is not. So, um, so when it comes to, you know, um, if, if it was a claim, wouldn't it have gone into, yeah, uh, yeah if it was a claim, yeah, if it was a claim, then claim. it would be fine. Um, but if you got, you know, like a strike of some kind on that, then in that particular case, then, um, then no, you'll, it'll just be like a loss for that. But if it's a claim, you might be able to, and then it'll just show up. Um, but in terms of your actions, there's nothing that you can do, unfortunately, in that situation. Like they'll either give it back to you from that, um, or they won't, unfortunately. Yeah, but if it, if it was a copyright claim uh, due to the music that you were using, and then you cleared it, that you'll get that should open it up yeah so izzy versus uh izzy verse nyc anyway they upload one time per week or more they've been making videos for one year or more the type of channel is comic book related weekly live stream on trending and new books the goal of the channel is to build and inform about the comics and the question is my channel is comic book based i have steady growth but i noticed that it's hard finding more viewers what other platforms can help more, me get more eyes besides Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so here's the thing. If you are uploading videos to YouTube and you're trying to get activity on YouTube, the best thing that you can do is learn to make videos that people respond well to on YouTube. 
when it comes to other platforms, you can publish your content on those other platforms and you can even grow on those other platforms and build audiences over there. And if you build a really large audience over there, some of those people will come over to YouTube. But if you're trying to grow on YouTube, you gotta learn how to get the response on YouTube because every video that you publish over here, it's gonna be showing up in people's subscription feeds, it's gonna be showing up on home pages, it's gonna be showing up in suggested videos, it's gonna be coming up in search, you know, depending on the type of content that you're making. So because of that, you have to learn how to get that response here. And it's something that that you know that you have to work on. Some people based on like skills they might have had when they came onto the platform. What do you mean some people? They can they can make it work really quickly. Other people, it takes time because they've got a lot of skills that they have to build from the ground up. And because of that, it can just take that, you know, just more time because they have to learn how to do the thing. So what I recommend that you do is start working on the skill side of like, okay, how do I put videos together in a way that people you know, will respond to the best and you use your current content as a roadmap in order to do that. You use your audience retention reports to give you feedback on how people are responding to the content that you're publishing. In addition to that, you gotta work on getting people to click on it. So when people you know, get presented your content, the simple way to do that is to make your thumbnail show something in the thumbnail that helps them identify that content's about something that they care about and then make a compelling title for that, that is based around the topic or theme of the video. You wanna make sure that you're thinking about the topic or the theme of the video and your thumbnail before you even make the video in the first place so that you can make sure that you can represent that video well from the outside so that you can make sure that the clarity's there and all of that and that it's easy to identify and that it's compelling and then you make the video. And then once you make that video, you keep in mind, okay, this is the expectation that somebody that I've created through my topic, title, and thumbnail that I need to make sure that I'm meeting when people come into this video. And then you basically start building the video out from there, right? So, uh, so yeah, so definitely work on that part. But if you wanna try other places, definitely short form content. If you're having, if you're having trouble getting people to respond to your content initially, short form content is great. YouTube shorts, yep. TikTok, yep. um, or just vertical, you know, videos where people yep. just show up and you know, where you just show up in somebody's feed. Yep. That's a great testing ground for, uh, for getting your content in front of people that might not have clicked on it. So, uh, so I would definitely start leveraging some of that. Uh, next up we've got number 25. 25 is Suburban Acreage. They've been, uh, they upload one time per week or more. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. Um, the type of channel is DIY tutorials and tool reviews focus on home ownership and lawn care. The goal of the channel is to connect with people, share information, and make a little money. Question. In a collaboration with another creator, how do you decide who gets who gets to post the content? What are some factors to consider? So in the collaboration, um, if, if you invite somebody to be in your video, then you would post that on your channel. If they invite you to be in theirs, then you would post that on their channel. If you decide to work on a series of videos or just two videos, then you post one to your channel, you post one to their channel, and then you can let, uh, you can let the viewer know Are you saying to look at that one? No, I'm saying like post it on the other oh. channel. Like, <laughs> you're, you're like the airplane signal. Yeah, yeah you need that the flashlights. Yeah, that was the thing. Yeah, that was the thing. I'm like, uh, go. So post it. Go. <laughs> so yeah, you post it on. Uh, you know, you post it on uh, both channels. In that particular case, you have one video for your channel, one video for their channel, and you let people know at the end of each one that you have like the second part or another part or video that you did together, uh, another video that you did together on the other channel, and they can click on it by clicking on that in screen link or the link down in the video description or the pinned comment, um, and then that way you know you're sending 
sending people back and forth. You can do this at just one video. You can also work on playlists together with other people. Like uh, Jeb and Doby and I, we have a small series that we did um, that was about mistakes that YouTubers make. And uh, you know, both of our videos in that particular s series did fantastic because people would watch one and then they would go and they would watch you know the other video on that channel. And we were basically just sending people back and forth. Next up, D, we're on 26 Devin now. cracked a million yeah, a while did. back. That's incredible. Yep, it is. Yeah, he's God. crushing. Yep. It's so amazing watching all these people just explode. Yeah, it's great, man. Like, and just, like, but, like oh, go ahead, D. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I mean, and it's not necessarily like, wow, they just did this one thing and they exploded. But right. it's, just, it's just people who've been putting in the work consistently for mm -hmm. a very long time. Right. You know, it, whoa, wow, it's, it's suddenly an overnight success to a million subscribers. Right. 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 Yeah, crazy. It is. Absolutely yeah, it's awesome. Crazy. Um, let's see here. So next up, we've got uh, Blaze K-Pop Geek. They have been making videos for less than six months. They do an AI music channel as well, D. Um, the goal of the channel is to produce more, create music, imagining covers. I think that's what uh, that says. And the question is, how can I grow my channel? Watch time to 1,000. I have no problem on subscribers. All right, I got you. Go. Longer videos. Yeah, longer videos, more videos. Um, you know, longer videos, more videos, um, and also a 24 hour live stream. If you have the, mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you have the music for it, um, because you know, all of those things, like if longer videos and people can listen to it longer, um, if it's more videos, then you'll have more, uh, a larger inventory out there as long as people are responding to that inventory, um, which each individual, each individual video by itself will be working for you around the clock, one viewer at a time to add onto that watch time. Um, in addition to that, you could do a 24 seven live stream so that as people are finding your content and they interact with it, you know, like some of those subscribers, for example, they see that pop up live, then they can start listening to it in the background. Um, so you can do that sort of thing. Also make sure that it's easy for people to flow through your content. So for example, you want to make sure that you are using in screens. Um, you want to make sure that you are using pinned comments. You want to make sure that you are using uh, links in your description, that you are sending people into playlists of that genre of content. In addition to that, you want to make sure that you have your content organized based on, you know, the genre. You might be all around one genre, which is fine, you know, as well. But if not, then you want to make sure that you have all of those organized, you know, on your channel page as well to make them easy for people to find if they want to explore more music. For me, I listen to tons of music on YouTube. Yeah. And when I listen to the music, if I find somebody that's really good or if I find like a, you know, like one, like, like, you know, mix or something like that that's really good, then, uh, then I'll be like, oh, man, I, I want to see what else they have. And then I'll click on the channel name and then I'll hit, roll down their, their channel page and I'll look for other content on the channel. Um, so yeah, I would definitely do all of those things and make it easier for people to find more content and make sure that you are leading them into playlists um, instead of just individual videos so they can just have a layback experience, listen to it on the background, track after track after track for the people that are enjoying what it is that you're doing. So one of the things that really started moving our watch time uh, on the Creator Mix channel. On the YouTube oh yeah, channel by the way, music. congratulations on 10,000 subscribers on oh, the yeah. uh, Creator Mix YouTube yeah. channel. Awesome, yeah, thank you. By the way. Uh, one of the things that really started moving the needle on on the watch time for that is and i would there's a lot of testing going on there and i was like okay well it the watch time wasn't moving when your videos are you know two minutes two and a half minutes three minutes um it just wasn't really piling up but then i uploaded i think three three or four one hour mixes mm -hmm. um and then i linked them all together mm -hmm. 
and that, and then all of a sudden it was like the foot just went on the gas mm. and i quickly packed on like a thousand hours of watch time mm. really quickly um we're still like a thousand short but um i could upload more one hour videos right. from different niches and stuff like right. that yeah longer videos and i don't mean 10 minutes like put like an hour up yep. there multiple Th think about what people want to do when they're listening to music like if i find uh, uh i love listening to long man there i don't it's called like space ambient something or other. I don't remember the name because there's a lot of them that have, that have copied them. But they do like hour long or hour long and a half or hour and a half long. It's like kind of spacey, Blade Runner, very atmospheric type music. Dude, I love putting in my, my ear pods and just like cleaning or just kind of doing stuff, random stuff. There's no there's no uh, words. So I can like answer comments or I can do stuff, you know, without distraction. Mm -hmm. And I probably wouldn't click on that if it was three minutes long. Mm. Like I want to just put it on, forget about it, listen and, to it, and have that right. experience happening in the background, yeah. passively listening to it. I'm the same way. I don't click on short music clips either. Right. Yeah. The reason I don't is because I'm in the same exact thing. I'm going to be listening to it in the background while I'm doing something else. Right. Yeah. Same exact thing. So I think Doug <laughs> is on on the road to 10K as well. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. He's, yeah, nine, he's right around the corner. Something. Yep. Yep. So uh, Apps Movement, thanks for the super chat, says, um, thank you. I switched my YouTube niche, and since I did that, my thumbnail is getting a lot of impressions. Have a great holiday, both of you. Have a great holiday uh, to you as Doug well. Doug Houston YT. Nice, to, nice to see that. Something. You made a change, and then oh. you're getting more uh, impressions. Yeah, hopefully people are coming in, right? Hopefully people are coming in, enjoying the video content uh, as well. Nice work check, on that. Check this out. Look what I'm putting up on the screen right now. Doug is at 9,700. Oh, nice. Wow, Doug. Dude, you're going to get there soon, man. Nice. Yep. yep. Right around the corner. Love it. Yep. Absolutely got love it. Awesome videos, tutorials. Yep. YouTube stuff. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If you're a content creator, definitely make sure you subscribe yep. over there. He also has the drop. Tools, tips, tutorials, all yeah, that Yeah, tools, stuff. tips, tutorials. He also, like, if YouTube has a new feature out, something like that, he's, like, really good about, like, going in there and showing people how to use Doug, it. Really Doug good content over there. usually one of the first people is. to cover a new feature. He is. He is. Yeah. So uh, next up on our list here, we got Zen Bloke. Zen Bloke, uh, they do gaming culture uh, content. The goal of the channel is to speed game. Congratulations, Poodle Professor. What did they say? I just made my first $100. Nice. Congratulations. I'm, High five this month I'm to assuming you. that Love was that. through YouTube. Congratulations. Yep. Nice work. Nice work. Um, so uh, the type of channel here is gaming culture. The goal of the channel is to, uh, to speed game. Uh, and uh, knowledge and to entertain. The question is, you spoke of the AI multi-language functionality. I'm Scottish. Will it be able to handle You're my Scottish. accent and the words we use as Lord knows Google has trouble understanding me? Yeah, so basically how this is going slap. to... How this is going to work is that you are um, uh, like in in whatever language, basically it's going to use AI in order to translate it. So it's not humans that are going to be translating over. It's going to be AI that's doing the audio dubs and it's going to be um, in your own voice as well. So um, when it comes to Scottish, I'm sure that if it's not, you know, if it's not available quickly, that once it does become available, it will become available once they can do it accurately. So one of the things that I was told when it comes to this, when it comes to the audio dubbing because I'm getting ready to test a video with it. We're going to add a bunch of languages to it. I'm working with the uh, the, the, uh, the company on this. What's a bunch of languages? Um, I think like 35, I believe, 30 or 35 different languages, I be believe. a lot of languages. Yeah, but basically... Can I just um, tell you how crazy that is? So it's going to do that. your voice. Yes. It's going to be your voice. Yes. So I'm going to have to hear your voice in 35 different languages. Well, I mean, it, you'll hear it in English, oh my God. but yeah. But oh I might God. just send you messages all the time, like yeah. uh, you know. Yeah. Here's what I sound like if I was if I were Japanese. Right. Hey, 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 have you heard this Chinese one yet? Hey, have you heard this Spanish one? Yeah. Hey, what do you think of this, D? Yeah. 
Man, it's like four in the morning. Yeah. I know, but hey, have, have, you, have you heard, heard this? Have you heard me give YouTube tips in Brazilian Portuguese right. yet? <laughs> Here I am in Swahili. Uh, uh, Pass. No. So uh, uh, let's see here. So uh, yeah, so so you know they'll release it once once it is functional um, and your in your language and accurate. So one of the things that um, that was told to me is that even right now, even in you know like English or the languages that they're you know like focusing on right now, um, it's still not one hundred percent accurate all of the time yet. Um, some content it, it nails it. Other content there's like a couple words here and there that it gets off that you know those types of things. But the general you know context of it, um, uh, it it's you know overall it's mostly uh, mostly accurate and enough to where it makes sense to you know start applying it to the videos kathy fit thank you said thanks for the super chat says love creator mix long videos use it in my art youtube nice you love it oregon trees gaming says hope you guys have uh merry or have uh merry christmas and new year same to you as well and 888 glow vlog says watching 888 happy two months month uh month anniversary host <laughs> love it uh, yeah thank, thank you, you so for much. two months uh there as well so uh, next up, <laughs> Jerry. Hey, D. I just got my gold play button in thirty-five languages. <laughs> oh, love it! It's just in oh pictures of each goodness. one. Send pictures get of each a one. Gold play button. Yeah. All right. Now listen to me very carefully. Okay. That ha that should have my name on it, mm -hmm. and you should give it to me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking about that, but I'm not going to do that though. But yeah, I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but I, I decided I'm not going to do that. But I was thinking about it. Yeah. So um, Art with Mazzy is the next channel here. Um, they, oh, they, they're getting started. They haven't done it yet. Um, they, type of channel is Art for Kids How-To Channel. The goal of the channel is to inspire kids to use their imagination. And the question is, um, hey, Nick and D, I was wondering what microphone and camera that doesn't have to be adjusted to right settings when bought works fine as soon as received. You'd recommend me buy for my setup recording videos and how I could import footage from cameras into my phone so that I can edit the video. Any advice? I'm going to be editing on an iPad after I send videos from my phone. What editing apps are available? Okay. So workflow. Somebody's doing this. What I would recommend in that particular case was just do it with an iPhone. Since you're going to be doing it on an iPad for the edit, Get an iPhone, record the videos on the iPhone, and then airdrop them over to your iPad where you can do all of the edits on that. That's what I would recommend. So they're looking for ways to kind of automatically do things. They want something to where to where it doesn't need to be adjusted out yeah. of the gate. So you're either yeah. rolling with like a phone or a webcam, one of the two. Yeah. So and everything's going to need some kind of adjustment based on, you know, the environment that you're recording in. Right. So if you're doing it on an iPad, I also recommend your iPhone. And if not, then record it on your iPad, the camera. If you've got one of the newer ones, transfer that over to the iPad, edit it there. But when it goes to recording, if you are using your iPhone and you don't want to do anything or you are using a camera, then you're going to have to run in auto mode. Mm. If you're running in auto mode, that means the camera is doing the work. But keep in mind, when the camera does the work camera's not always perfect if your lighting gets kind of wonky it might kind of blow things out or it might make your skin look weird um, if you have a microphone i do not recommend letting it do audio um, automatically mm -hmm. because it could one thing that automatic Boost audio it when you're do, taking a breath or something like yeah, that yeah well, yeah one thing that it's really bad at is lifting sounds that you don't necessarily want to be lifted so for example if you're speaking it might pick up a background noise like you take a breath and it might grab onto the air conditioner or something going on in the background and lift that background background noise up and it can make a lot of noise. Mm -hmm. 
So be careful with that if you're doing things audio. I, I wish it were as easy as just like, hey, just plug and play and that's it. And sometimes it is. Sometimes you can't, you know, shoot everything on auto and it mm -hmm. looks great. But when it comes Chris, to- Chris, who was in here earlier, retired working for you. Yeah. He got 100,000 subscribers phone, in yeah. 10 months from starting the YouTube channel, yeah. brand new channel, 10 months, bam, 100,000 subscribers, just using his iPhone, no microphone or anything, yep. just going like this and running around town talking to people and adding value. Yeah, it, the point that I'm getting at here is, if you just wanna point and shoot, not think about anything, just use your phone, don't think about anything else. Think about, think about this in terms of, it's less about what you shoot it on and more about what you're telling your audience or showing your audience. Don't get too caught up in that stuff. You'll figure out the tech stuff as you go. Yeah. But I mean, there isn't a just like, well, just set it and forget it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Because like, what's your lighting like? Does your lighting change? Do you have background noise? Are there- Is your, is your lighting mixed color? Is your lighting mixed color? Or yeah. Or it's gonna confuse the camera and make it difficult Yeah, to, there's a lot of variables. Yeah. So I would just say, start making content, don't overthink it and just mm -hmm. get it online and you'll figure it out as you go. Yeah. Shoot it with your phone. We got Beanie Draws in the house. Beanie, how yep. you doing, my man? Have not seen you for a really yep. long time. I hope Beanie you're doing should well, draw dude. you and make you a T. Yep. Don't know if you uh, remember that, Beanie. Yep. Nice to see you in here, dude. Hope that you are doing fantastic. So, uh, Super Shark Scrapper, thanks, man. Appreciate it. Says, um, currently at 9,397 subs, almost to 10K also. I love this. Says, um, every time I put your advice to work, I su succeed even more. Here's to 10K and 24. Absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. And looking forward to seeing you at VidSummit again next year, too. So next up, we've got... I, uh, I, and I, I want to say real quick, I'm going to go back to the phone thing. Yeah, yeah. If you're letting your phone do all the work, you've just got the camera on your phone, use the app that's on your phone, just put it on and hit record. Unless your environment is really noisy, like if you've got just chaos going on, the air conditioner's running, a fan's blowing in the background, kids are screaming, dogs are barking. If you've got all that going on, it's going to sound crazy. But if you're in a relatively quiet room, as long as you're well lit, the microphone's gonna do a pretty decent job automatically uh, isolating on your voice. And it's just a great way to get started without mm -hmm. overthinking it. Yeah. But it, here's the thing though, these little microphones that come in the cameras and come on the phones, they're not that great, but I think the phones are better than the average camera. Yeah. Don't you, do you agree? I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you got it with it. you. You got it with you so you can make the content yeah. and for your specific workflow because based on the question itself, you're trying to limit obstacles. Yeah. So just being able to airdrop directly from your phone over into that. Yeah, that's a that's a win. Yeah. Savvy tech tips, man. How hey, you what's doing? Going on? Hope, Hope you're doing, you're doing well. Yep. So uh, next up, we got Patricia, Patricia Gates. Um, I hope I said that correctly. Uh, they do informational content. The goal of the channel is promoting products to assist with sales. And the question is, when uploading videos initially to private and selecting monetization, does it matter if your thumbnail is not custom at that stage with respect to advertisers? In other words, does the look of the video impact the quality of advertisers and the ad uh, value from the companies that choose to place ads in the videos? So no, but one thing to keep in mind is that if you do have um, you know, very violent things in your thumbnail, or if you have, you know, partial nudity and you know, like those types of things. In, in your case, you're you're not going to have that, but I'm just letting you know those types of things can also still cause you to have limited ads. So it's not that an advertiser like sees it. All this stuff is automated on the background based on you know the content that that advertiser has chosen to select that their stuff to be in front of, or that they've chosen to exclude their stuff from. So um, so that's what it is that's happening. It's not that they're actually seeing it. 
So you can upload it. Like what what um, what I'll do in that situation, if um, you know, is like my thumbnail will usually be the or thumbnails now will usually be the last thing to go up. Um, and the reason for that is because like I get everything else ready, and just in case there's like a problem, because every now and then like a browser will crash or something weird. So I've uploaded tons of videos. So I've had problems <laughs> for just every now and then. So um, uh, so because of that, my my thumbnail is usually the last thing uh, that I do, and then that way I go through the whole process, um, and then I upload the thumbnail. Um, as part as part of the last thing before I um, before I before I save it to unlisted and get it ready to publish. Jerry says my first three years three years of video were on a uh, was on a GoPro with no adjustments, not nice. perfect, but some of those videos are still high performers. Nice, right? It's nice. about the content, not necessarily what you shoot it on. Right. Like I can't hmm. even. Th how many times have you watched a video and thought to yourself, boy, this was just shot on a high-end camera. It would just be perfect. Right. Never. I don't yeah. think I ever have. Yeah. I have watched videos where I'm like, oh, yeah, this looks horrible. Yeah. Right. I have had that, yeah. and I've ended up like, you know, like it's just it's just something weird about it, and I'll leave. Yeah. But I've also had videos where I'm like, holy cow, this looks incredible, and it'll just impress me as soon as it starts. I have that, too. Yeah. But in terms of like, you know, like, yeah, this would be way – I would get more value out of this if it's shot in a hardcore camera or a, a better camera. Not one time that I can that yeah, I, can I agree. Eric, uh, Eric Waite says, um, I record videos now on my iPhone 14 Pro. I added an external Shure MV88 Plus video kit mm. with digital stereo condenser microphone, which cost me $250. was a huge improvement. Yep. Yep. Blue North Woodworking is our next channel here. They upload when they have time. Uh, they've been on YouTube for less than a year. Woodworking Builds is the type of channel. Um, the goal of the channel is to make money as a woodworker. If I make cool-looking stuff and document and build the build nicely while telling a story, the bid should do well. Question is, in order to make a video, I need to build something. This means I can't put out a lot of videos. I'd like to have filler videos, but I don't want to put out garbage or things that are saturated. Is this a problem? Any ideas on how to add more frequent uploads that are worthwhile? Got it. So you got it? I've got one. I've got one idea. Go. Talk about the tools. Talk about the tools you use for woodworking. Boom. That's one. Yep. How many tools do you use? Yep. You know, you make, make, uh, three to five minute videos just talking about a particular tool or a couple of tools, why you like them, show some alternatives, maybe uh, link out to some places that people could buy them if they're interested, maybe make a little money through affiliate sales that way. Mm -hmm. That'd be my take. Yep, in addition to that, while you're building something that takes a long time to build, you also have the process of building. So in the process of building, let's say that you're building a table, just at, you know, as one example, say you're building a table, like when you are connecting the legs to the table, there's a certain way that you do that. Sharing the way that you do that, you know, as a piece of content is something that you could do as well. If you were trying to keep the uploads, you know, um, coming out, you know, more, um, that would also give you an option. So you would have tools there. Um, you would also have, you know, to where you're teaching people, you know, different parts of the process. And then you end up, you know, revealing like, you know, the final build later. So as that part of the process, you can actually use that as a way to kind of build up for that final build so that everybody can kind of see that end product. And maybe the last few steps, you kind of leave those out so that you can do the, you know, so you can do the reveal with that, you know, final video. Yeah, you can also have a video talking about wood. Yeah. What type of wood do you use for different mm -hmm. projects? Where to get the best wood? What type of wood? Do, what about the grain? Like, t what type of wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? You got it. Yeah, you can talk about Here, that. Here's what bit. I want you to do: pause for a second and stop thinking in terms of I have to build stuff to show people. Think about who your audience is. Are they people who are wanting to learn how to get into woodworking, or are they people who are watching because they're interested in like uh, the like, marvel of like the wow, marvel this is, of yeah. craft? Or yeah. some people just love to watch like wood shaving, right? Right. Like I don't know what you're doing, but I get caught on those on like TikTok too. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like I, like when those get presented to me, like I'll sit there and I'll watch like a minute. 
yeah. I just per somebody just shaving like wood down. Yeah, and I'm yeah, like, yeah, what, I do am I, what am I doing with my yeah, life? Get yeah. a hold, yeah, like, <laughs> get a hold of yourself. <laughs> right, right. Go do something productive for God's sake. But like, yeah. you need to understand, you need to figure out why your audience is there, why your audience is watching your videos, and then start thinking about, okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop thinking about, I gotta build stuff and start thinking about, let's just say theoretically that they're there to learn how to get into woodworking. Well, think back about all the hurdles you had to overcome, all the things that you had to learn to get to where you are now, and start at square one and start teaching them all those stuff. Because I guarantee you there's a lot of stuff that has nothing to do with building stuff. Yeah. You had to learn about the tools, you had to learn about the wood, you had to learn X, Y, Z to do this. Are, are there any books that you recommend? Do a book review, talk about it. You, there's a, it's, there's endless- As it relates to woodworking. As it relates to woodworking, yeah. right? Did you read a book about you know things on how to help you woodworking? If so, talk about it. There's are there other YouTube channels that you watch, like talk about those, review them. Endless video possibilities, but you first need to understand why your audience is there so you can make videos that they'll, they'll be interested in if it's not about building something. Boom. Fly right in the house. What's going on, dude? Merry Christmas. Yep. Hope that you're doing great. So uh, next up, we've got, uh, oh yeah, we did woodworking builds. That's covered, we're on 31D. So uh, here we've got uh, Riderman Makes. Riderman Makes uploads when they have time. They've been on YouTube for a year or more. The type of channel is engineering, machine shop, and building cool stuff. The goal of the channel is for fun. And the question is, do you think the dubbing audio tracks function could be used for things like an audio track without the background music? So yeah, with that, like the recommendation that I got is that if I'm gonna be doing the dubs, that it'll be more accurate if I can actually upload it to the service um, without music attached. So basically exporting the vocal file and then uploading the, the, the voice, uploading that into there without any distractions from that so that their, uh, uh, their AI can convert it based on that alone without it getting interrupted or confused with different frequencies you know, coming in that, you know, that aren't part of the you know, words that you're saying. Here's a video idea, unrelated, but back to the wood uh, channel. What do you do if you injure yourself in the wood shop? Mm. What supplies? What first? Oh, like a woodworking safety? Woodworking safety. As like a safety. whole pillar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, if there are people that are into woodworking, right. yeah. Yeah, if they're into woodworking, yeah. well, you, know, what, how, you know, what happens if you cut yourself? Right. Yeah. But, good. but again, only if it's people who were there to learn how to woodwork. Yeah. They might be there just to marvel at your mastery. Yeah. You know, if that's the case, and you're going to have to figure out other things to do. Mm -hmm. so. Unseen Thailand, Chiang Mai. What's going on? Hope that you are doing great. Hey, man. Congratulations. Uh, I, I, you, you, you're, you're healthy. Congratulations. Oh, nice. Um, type of channels, my, uh, storytelling, street walking, my views, um, are, or my viewers are mostly 65 plus call the channel. Just have fun getting exercise to help people coming here. Question. Um, although I'm Chiang Mai based when my topic pertains to the Philippines, my videos take off like rockets and ad revenue pays so much more. Why is that? Um, why is that my last ones rising past 120,000 and carried the channel when I took a break? So people just responded to that video. Philippi like if you took a break or not, um, if you publish a piece of content and people responded to that content, it'll keep getting views, you know, until people, you know, slow down their response or they don't, or they stop responding to it as well. So, uh, so because of that, you just put out a hit. Right. Yeah. In terms of, you know, the Philippines, uh, you know, you making more ad revenue. So keep in mind when, uh, you know, when, 
high people are watching your videos, the ad rates here are really low. Um, because of that, like I've got, you know, uh, uh, you know, friends that have high targeted YouTube channels as well. Um, in your case specifically, if you have like people, you know, that live here that are watching your content, same exact thing applies to them because they're watching from here. And, uh, because of that, you know, it can, you know, negatively impact, you know, how much your videos are worth based on, you know, the people that are watching. So, uh, so because of that, you know, you are going to run into, you know, that sort of thing. Bill Matson says you could even, uh, do videos on the business aspect of woodworking. Yeah. If they're there to learn. If they're going business. Yeah. Right. If they're going some type of business. Yeah. Um, some people just do it for a hobby, just like build right. stuff. Yeah. Right. I would like to, I would like to like know how to do some of that. That would be pretty cool. Yep. Um, so we got Bu Raven, Bu Raven. Um, they upload every other day. The type of channel is beauty, fashion, and lifestyle. The goal of the channel is to get subscribers engaged. The question just hit 10,000. High five this month to you. Congratulations. Love like 10,000 is like the number today. Um, except Amy with the breakout of like 25. Love yeah. it. So, um, so here today's I make number is 10 K. Yep. Today's number is 10 K. Yep. Um, so I make content. My analytics suggest that I, um, suggest I hired a coach five months ago. My views always come over years of being, um, of the upload being up. Should I start a new channel or continue with this channel? How can I get my viewers more engaged? I haven't uploaded since, uh, the fifth because I don't know how to fix this. So um, when you are uploading videos to your YouTube channel, it's important to know that everything is based on video performance. So if people are not responding to your videos at a, at a rate that's competitive for the platform um, at that moment in time, then in that particular case, it's going to cause those videos to not do um, as well. So, you know, like I see here, I'm looking at your channel. I see a video that you uploaded three weeks ago um, that has 156 views, one two weeks ago, 112, one a month ago um, that has 115. So it looks like uh, you are not, it looks like you go in like spurts where it looks like you're like uploading a lot and then uh, maybe you kind of slow it down a little bit, it seems. So um, one thing is just make sure that you do get your consistency together with your type of content. I would try to upload, you know, on a regular basis as much as you can. In addition to that, um, it's really important to also keep in mind, like, you know, how you're starting your videos and that sort of thing. Like the one that I'm looking at right now when I hover over the autoplay, just to kind of get an idea of what's going on there. Um, it's showing me like a shot that is, you know, completely outside of, uh, you know, what it is that I'm seeing in your thumbnail. But, you know, it's just here, though, like in a mobile feed, it would it would it would end up start starting differently. But um, but basically. The channel like the 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 problem is not necessarily because you're still doing, you know, beauty related content. So the problem isn't necessarily that you are, uh, you know, um, that what am i trying to say here d hold on you make content analyst suggest that i hired a coach that you're going to give me your one views always come over the years okay so that's where i was going so basically one thing to look at if your views come over the years go into your traffic sources report go and see if like those views are coming in over the years because they are getting traffic from search or if it is coming from recommendations um in addition to that i would go into your traffic sources report for each individual video and look to see how you know how people are responding um on the different pages of youtube because when you publish a video and you get 112 views on it that means that youtube tried it against people on like their home pages and suggested videos and stuff and people just haven't you know responded well to it so because of that i would definitely look into that um, another thing to keep in mind is like right now you do have a um, you know general beauty channel um, but you might want to go through your archive because you have 652 videos on your channel um, 
I'm clicking here to see. Yeah, so we've got some shorts in here too. Um, so one thing that I would definitely do is try to go in and look for patterns across your content to see things that people responded to better than others. So as one example here, yeah, everything is 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 low views here. So yeah, the, the very first thing that I would recommend really is um, is the actual content itself because what you're currently doing, people just aren't responding to it at a at a at a competitive rate, and you need to make that adjustment. So that's going to come down to how you're hooking people when your videos first start, or how you're grabbing their attention when they first come into your videos, and it's going to come into the topics that you're making content about. Which really, updating my living room with painting, uh, modern meets vintage. That type of stuff is fine, but then when I hover over this one also, like it's like you hanging out in your car. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, and then this one here, you have uh, fun at the breakout, you know, kidnapping room challenge. Um, so I'd be careful just with that name um, in your title, like anyway. But then the next one here, we have living in Arlington, dining decor and deep thoughts. So that particular video by itself, and you uploaded this a month ago, that's for a different audience. That's not for the beauty people. With that particular one, it's about something else, right? This is a vlog about, it looks like your personal life and you taking people on like, you know, dinner and all that stuff. Um, if you're gonna have a beauty channel, have the beauty channel and serve people that are into that, right? Um, same thing here, these are celebrity approved shoes with the hype, that one's okay, right? But with that one, I would definitely, you know, do the same exact thing and just go into your audience retention reports and see how people are responding to it. Because right now, what you're doing, um, it's getting that lower response because, you know, it's just not competitive. And I, I, you know, hate saying that, but you know, like when you publish videos to YouTube and they just don't get the response, it's because people aren't responding them competitively compared to all of the other options that people have for your viewers that, you know, that YouTube is recommending your content to. So because of that, like you have to, um, you know, get to work on, you know, learning how to make those better videos. Um, and, you know, that can also start at the topic as well so that you can get people to respond to what it is that you're doing. Another thing that I would do is make sure that you get crystal clear on your audience and exactly what it is that you're serving them with. Like here you have that your channel is salon talk and lifestyle, your at home beauty style guide um, for your beauty, your way, your legacy, right? So it's all about beauty. So make sure every piece of content that you publish to your YouTube channel is about that and helping people with the beauty side of things as much as you possibly can. So again, like I hate to be the person to say that, but like when it comes to video performance, like lit it, it, it's literally like this. So imagine you have, um, imagine we're both going after D, right? Imagine that you are trying to get D, and this applies to everybody here, oh, yeah. by the way. Pack a so, lunch, son. <laughs> but imagine, imagine that you are, you know, trying to target D with your videos or a viewer like I'll target D, with right? Videos. Okay, then, I thought you were then, like, coming at me. Like, then in lunch. that particular case, right? If you have, let's say, two videos, right? And YouTube's like, hey, we think that D would be good for both of these videos, even if they're even if D's watching some beauty content, um, or even if he's if he's watching some beauty content but has never interacted with your channel before or has whatever doesn't matter. If we are showing him two pieces of content and one piece of content, you know, outperforms this other one, then that one's going to get priority for viewers that interact with YouTube like D. So. If you scale that out, same exact thing. If you have 10 videos that are serving that audience at a high rate, then those videos are gonna get more impressions on them than the videos that are serving people at the lowest rate, right? So because of that, you, you have to go through that process of you know working on the skills of like, okay. And, and really, it really comes down to this, right? Is 
what you got to think about is, okay, I'm sure you watch other beauty channels, right? Is analyzing those channels, like and thinking to yourself, okay, when they start their videos, like what do they say? What are they showing on the screen? Um, how are they reinforcing the idea that, you know, that some, that this uh, uh, expectation that people might get when they're clicking on this, how are they reinforcing that? What do they do? right after they get through that particular part of the video, um, the setup part of the video, how do they get into the content, you know, those types of things. And, you know, how often are they cutting? How often are they changing the topics? Are they doing anything interruptive, like a pattern interrupt, to where they're kind of shaking things up a little bit, kind of going off of the general thing for a second, just to kind of distract the viewer for one moment and then bringing them back, you know, into the content again. Like, you know, what are what are they doing to hold people's attention? And then try to replicate some of that. Now, you don't have to copy, you know, their content, but copying, you like, okay, structurally, how, when somebody clicks on their video, what's the first thing they experience? And then starting there, and then start testing that against your own content. Another thing that you should do is all of the people that you consider con competitors in your space, and don't just look at like other people with like your channel size, look at people that are like running the space, and be like, okay, these are people that you know I'm competing with. They're doing well, these channels that are running the space, what are they doing? right? Look at how their thumbnails are designed. Look and see like, okay, are they cluttering their thumbnails up with a bunch of different things? Cause some channels do that. Um, are they, you know, making super basic, simple thumbnails that just focus on one idea? Like, you know, what exactly are they doing? How are they formatting their titles? What type of things are they making videos about? And, and just go in and, and literally start writing down and taking notes on all of these different aspects of these channels that are succeeding in your space. And again, this applies to everybody here. Um, start, start noting down all those things that they're doing well, so that you can compare them against what it is that you're doing and be like, okay, if people are not responding to mine and people are responding to theirs, then in that particular case, let me try some of these things that they're doing in their videos structurally to see if I can also get a similar response if I start doing that. And then from there, once you get those structures together and you build it out to where you're like, okay, I'm doing this when the video is open and then I do this and then I do this and I do this and you start real and you start finding what works, then you can start repeating that. And then that's where you start raising up your baselines on your channel and start getting, you know, better, uh, you know, consistent view counts. Um, so I would definitely work on all of that stuff right now. Um, just so that you can, you know, go into 2024 with the mindset of like, okay, this year I'm going to be working on these skill sets. I'm going to be studying these other channels and I'm going to be doing everything that I can to, you know, make better content for the people that I'm serving with my content. Okay. Unbridled Mayo, Head. thank you for the super chat. Says Ed, happy holidays. Happy holidays, Ed. Flash in the pan, Ed. Yep. Oh, what's going on, dude? Hope you're doing great. So, um, Unbridled Mayo, thanks for the super chat. Says, hey, I have an old videos that I want to do uh, that I want to clip for new content, but I don't have the source files. The videos have music that would get claimed. Is there a tool that will separate the music from the voice? D. Probably. I know. It's I know not that, the answer I was looking for, man. I was looking for a yeah. Use this. Well, I know there. <laughs> yes, Ugh. yes, there is. But off the top of my head, I don't know what it is. I, I know technically there's a plugin called RX10 that can do it, mm. uh, but there's uh, there's online services that can do it. It's set up right now to separate vocal lyrics from the music, and I know they can do that for spoken uh, word as is well. Is RX10 a plugin for a doll or is it standalone? It's a it's a plugin, I believe. But there okay. there are online services, and for the life of me, I can't think of what they're called. But just start start searching around for. Um, re, um, isolate vocals from music or remove vocals from music. And you're going to find some AI tools that are online that can do that for you. They use them to actually remove vocals. Mm -hmm. So people can use the vocals on acapella versions or put their own vocals on top of music. Mm. 
So yes, those exist. Don't know All what right. the name is, unfortunately, but they exist. Boom. Next up, we've got, we're on 34. Um, we've got Winnie Lingovic. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Um, the type of channels teaching women over 50 how to stay strong, stretched, and sane. Um, and no nonsense exercise advice. The goal of the channel is to get to a thousand subscribers and to lead women to my paid fitness channel, which has over 200 classes. Nice. nice. Um, the question is, how do I showcase what is unique about my approach without falling into the generic fitness bucket? And since I am new, is it wise to upload 20 videos in January and then go into a weekly schedule? So here's the thing with mass uploading. So when you mass upload content, um, because you mentioned that you're new and that you're trying to get 1,000 subscribers, when you publish content right now, if people are responding well to it and you're getting you know some decent views on those videos, then in that particular case, if you ramp up your upload schedule, you already know how to make content that people respond to. So therefore, you're likely to publish a bunch of content that you know that people will respond well to. However, if you are not getting you know decent views or views that you're you know happy with on your videos right now, and then you start mass uploading content, what you're gonna do is you're going to um, upload a bunch of content that might get the same response. So because of that, what I recommend is that you pick a cadence and then you upload on that cadence consistently. Um, that can be, you know, a video a week, two videos a week, you know, daily, it can be, you know, whatever. Um, I recommend, you know, with like, with uh, um, a lot of types of content, I recommend on, you know, like weekly content um, at least. But when you are publishing the videos, the idea is that you publish it, you go and look and see how people responded to it in the audience retention um, at the click level, how far did they make it in the video, how many people did you get clicking on the end screens, that sort of thing. Um, and then based on that information, you start saying, okay, well, people left the video here. What was I doing um, before people started leaving the video? Did I complicate things? Was I talking too much? Was I, sh was I telling and not showing, you know, that kind of stuff. And then um, you take that information, you're like, okay, well, if people left, and I think they left because of that, then this next video that I'm gonna publish, I'm going to publish that video with some changes. I'm gonna show them instead of tell them, um, or show them while I'm telling them. I'm not gonna talk as much, or I'm gonna have something else on the screen while I talk, or you know, something like that. So basically, it gives you the opportunity to publish a piece of content, learn from it, publish another piece of content, learn from it, publish a piece of content. And then by doing that, you are increasing the quality of what it is that you're doing with the knowledge that you gain from how people are responding to what it is that you're doing. Um, so that's what I recommend. If you you want if you are getting that response though and you just want to you know flood it you can do that um but you know i would just pick uh you know pick a cadence and just start working on the thing because when it comes to all this stuff the best thing that you can do is learn how your viewers that you're trying to reach especially in your case because you're driving people into a paid fitness uh channel uh so the best thing that you can do is learn how to get them to respond and the only way that you're going to learn how to get them to respond is by looking in your analytics, figuring out the things that you did well and the things that you did wrong, um, or the things that, you know, cause them to leave and the things that cause them to stay, and then replicating that and, you know, the, the additional content that you uh, publish or uh, fixing it in the additional content. Just you publish. Got one quick thing to add to that. And I was focusing on something else mm -hmm. So stop me if you already said this, just looking at your channel here, and you're saying, you know, uh, stay strong and flexible over the age of 50. That seems to be your thing here. Uh, I only see one video at a glance where you even mention anything about age. Oh, so if interesting. You're, so if you're trying to target people who are 50 and above. Make it clear. Make it clear in yeah. all of your videos, be it yep. in the thumbnail or something in the title, that yep. you're targeting that person. Because if you're just doing inner thigh stretch for tired legs. Right. 
you're you're going to be teaching somebody probably different if they're 55 or 60 versus if they're 22. Yep. So think about if someone is the target age, let's say they're 55 or 50 or just over 50, whatever it is you're trying to reach, what can I say or what can I show visually that that person will immediately identify that this video is for them? Yep. And if you're making content specifically for women over the age of 50, then you need to think about that as well. Right. Think about who you're trying to reach and think about how you can try to reach that person, uh, both visually and through the text that you use in your titles yep. and descriptions. Yeah, and even saying things like, you know, over 50 in, yeah. your, in, your, in your actual title itself. Yeah. Like, um, and, and the reason for that, because, you know, there's the recommendation and there's like the logic behind the recommendation. So the logic behind the recommendation is that um, how YouTube systems work is they identify the viewers that are responding well to your content and then they show your content to more people like them. So when you start doing what Dee was talking about, you start targeting them through your thumbnails and your titles as well, um, then in that particular case, you're going to increase the likelihood of those specific people clicking on your videos. And then when they go in and they interact with your content, then any changes that you're making are for their tastes, right? And how they consume content versus the general public and how they consume content. So then your changes are gonna be more accurate, which is gonna help you make better content for them faster, which then is going to help you thrive on YouTube, you know, faster and, and more efficiently. So good tip there, D. Um, got a quick super chat here. Super uh, Chris chat. Long says, hey guys, I just started a new channel. I have much to learn. However, I'm trying to do better with every, every video. I wanted to ask though, are there at least some things that I'm doing right? Yeah, so we're not looking at channels, um, you know, anymore here on this stream because I actually have to close this down here because we've got uh, while you're while you're yeah. talking, I'm just going to do a quick glance. Okay, uh, keep talking. Okay, so, you have four videos. So at four videos in two weeks, you haven't done enough yet. So here's what I'm going to tell you to do. This is my advice to you: upload 20, 30, 40, 50 videos, and then start looking for patterns. Right now, you've got four videos up. It's way too early. Uh, your thumbnails look okay. Uh, you're just getting started. Congratulations. That's the hardest part, but you don't have anywhere near the amount of content yet. Um, to start making decisions, just keep uploading, keep uploading. You're going to learn along the way. That, what kind of views is he getting on the, or are they getting on the video? Uh, it's just got four videos, 17 views, about 15 views, five okay. views. Yeah. Get the view counts up um, a little bit um, there and just publish a little bit. What you're doing, asking that question is good because yeah, you're trying to improve. Yeah. Um, so work on your skill sets that are involved and that will help you improve yeah. everything else. Um, because we have a time limit here, um, you know, can't get into the details on that, but I do have a video about 10 um, skills to make sure that you're polished up on that will help you be able to see all this a little bit clearer and help you be able to do, do the thing a little bit better. One more quick thing for you, get into YouTube Shorts. Take the coolest part of the covers that you're doing and, and, and showcase shorts. Get another super, super chat. Thank you for, this, for the super Babble. sticker. Appreciate it, Cri oh, Crypto Babble. Sticker. Sorry. Yep. And um, on that note, I want to wish everybody uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas for those of you that celebrate Christmas. And um, I do want to remind you, if you are a new content creator, remember that this whole entire thing, um, YouTube is a long game. And right now, we are all in a learning curve and we're all trying to get better at what it is that we do. So because of that, if you're not getting the activity right now, right, and you're trying to figure out like, hey, what can I do better on my channel? Right now, focus on your skill sets, focus on, you know, on, on you know, the skills that you need to do the thing. Again, I've got a video about that on my channel, um, but just remember and embrace the idea like, hey, I'm in this learning curve right now. So it's not that, you know, I suck. It's not that YouTube doesn't like my channel, anything like that. It's that I'm in the learning curve. Just like if you're trying to play an instrument, you don't just pick it 
it up and shred, you have to go through a very long process of learning how to play that instrument. So of course there are things that you know that you can do to grow faster, but first you have to build that foundation, right? So just remember that you're in the learning curve and that you're trying to build that foundation right now. And on that note, have a very Merry Christmas. We will see you um, next week as well. And um, yeah, D, Happy great stream. Holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Yeah. And uh, stay safe out there and we'll see you next time. Get your eggnog on. Get your eggnog on, yeah. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Have a great rest of your weekend.